Football Fire. This is the Pyro Podcast, episode 11 of the 2014 regular season. This is show 153, Sweet Times, way to go fellas. And in this show, we are going to cover awesome games of week 11, not cover too much of what happened in week 10. Good times, we're going to call this show is going to be week 11 on 11-11, November 11th. Mike Spike Jones, Dogmatica's uh, ex-roommate and one of my oldest friends, um, is, what do you think, what is he now, 43, 42? 42, 42, 42, 42, old man Spike, I don't know man, he's 42, but happy birthday Spike, if your wife lets you listen to our podcast anymore, (laughs) then uh, we'll, uh, we love you buddy, Uh, we love you, good times, anyway, as usual, to my left, I've got Houdini, across the way from me, I got Dogmatica, I'm D-Rex, we are Pyromaniac.com. This is a top to a, you know, views on stage, but it's very, very special because if you can see, yeah, the numbers all go to eleven. Look, right across the board, oh. eleven, oh, eleven, mostly eleven, and amps then. go up to ten. Exactly. Does that mean it's louder? Is it any louder? Well, it's one louder, isn't it? It's not ten. You see, most most blokes are going to be playing at ten. You're on ten here, all the way up, all the way up, yeah. all the way up. You're on ten on your guitar. Where can you go from there? Where? I don't know. Where. Exactly. What we do is, if we need that extra push over the cliff, you know what we do? Put it up to eleven. Exactly. One louder. Why don't you just make ten louder and make ten be the top number and make that a little louder? These go to eleven. Love, love that film, Spinal Tap. If you haven't seen it, do yourself a favor and check it out immediately. Holy crap, there's some of the greatest lines in cinema humor of all time. I, I like the fact that since we do the seasons after season, these same weeks get to come, so at least we get to get, enjoy some of the things from uh, Christmas past. Absolutely. We actually <laughs> did a cover on our the first year you were doing the podcast with. It actually fell on... Was that 11, 11, 11? I think it was. It was yeah, 11, yeah. 11, 11, and we had a graphic of um, Niles, or whatever his name is, and uh, that was a while ago. So, shows you how long we've been doing this. Proud of you guys for, um, you know, we're doing such a great job of this. And to our listening audience, thank you. Uh, the numbers do start going down just a little bit uh, right about now in, in November because, uh, I don't know, a lot of people are out of it or whatnot, but if you are listening right now, you are one of the people that sticks with it all the way through, and that's the way you win championships. Uh, We're going to do one thing I'm going to mention beforehand, is we're going to probably do the same setup as we did last week. We kind of like it. We're going to we're going to go through the game, the Thursday night game first. Then we're going to field a bunch of questions from our you pyromaniacs that are putting these out on Facebook.com forward slash pyromaniac. We're available also on Twitter. Uh, that's Twitter.com forward slash P-Y-R-O-M-A-N, the number one A-C. And then obviously on pyromaniac.com, our website, you can ask second opinions up in the upper right hand corner but usually the best place for us to ask answer questions or ask you questions or answer your ask questions I mean are from uh, you guys putting them up on Facebook uh, usually I've, lately I've been putting up the graphic for the show asking for questions Tuesday day and we're going to keep on kind of doing this way we're having fun with that so let's talk about Thursday night game we've got uh, the Bills at the Dolphins Man, I actually think this is a terrific game on uh, on a number of uh, levels. Fantasy, 
I think uh, I think this could be a great game for Thursday night in the NFL sake. Division so, rivals. Division rivals. You know, some of the unsexier names of yesteryear, of the past, you know, five, ten years, let's say, are actually turning around. That shows you how the cyclical of the NFL can be and, and, and good teams and bads and all that. No doubt. I'll tell you, the other thing, though, I think is going to be kind of cyclical about this game. You know how we've had kind of these explosion Thursday night games? I think this one is going to be one of those... Let's regress a little bit. Let's go back. You got you got tougher defenses here. Um, you know, kind of similar, especially for Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill was coming off of his uh, greatest game going into last week, and then he was going up against a real tough defense in Detroit. Well, he's facing a very similar tough defense in Buffalo. They're very good at shutting down quarterbacks. They shut down the running game. They just muddy up the game for you. So the last time that he played against them, uh, I think they played earlier this year. He threw for 241 yards, one touchdown, one interception. He only ran for 11 yards. Tannehill only threw for, what was it, 207 yards last week with one touchdown, one inter- uh, uh, one interception, and no rushing yards. So that was the part of his game that was so effective for him in scoring fancy points for you was the 47, 48, 49, and 35-yard uh, rushing that he was having. That disappeared. Yeah. That's going to stay gone this week. Now, I, I seem to remember mentioning last week that quarterbacks just don't run on that Lions defense. Uh, and So that, that was kind of expected. You had to put them down in your rankings a little bit because of that. Same thing's going to happen here against the Bills. The Bills do not allow uh, rushers at all. Um, what adds to this game um, being one of those old-school Thursday night games where you're not going to see a lot of scoring, all the running backs are banged up. You know, Fred Jackson barely played last week. I know that he's back and he didn't suffer a setback or anything, but who knows how much he's really going to be involved in the offense. Obviously, Spiller's gone. I don't. I mean, you can't really see Bryce Brown and uh, Anthony Dixon, Booby Dixon, um, doing all that much against the, the Dolphins' tough Rush D as well. Uh, how frustrating and, and is Bryce Brown, by the way? Oh, well... Uh, like, like we talk about, and Drex, you said coming out of college, but this guy was the greatest talent. You know, yeah. everyone was, it was they were sniffing him all over the place. Got to get this guy, and, and what's the problem? He's always with the fumbles, and it just it continues to happen. There are certain guys that just have trouble hanging on to that ball. Um, it happened to uh, Isaiah Crowell last Thursday night again with him, um, and he took a the second he did it, he took a back seat. West took basically the rest of the carries after that game. Uh, there's uh, there's Jeremy else. Hill in the same game. Yeah, uh, fumbled and even as good as he was, he sat for for a good uh, two three series at the end of the half at that point. Yeah, that's sort of. I mean, that's going to happen. Coaches hate it when you, you know you can't put that ball on the ground. That's just the way it is. The only way you can send a message is by not giving them playing time. Exactly. Um, we'll talk about it when we get there. But Sims fumbled earlier. Yeah, one, but one actually, did. but they let him play through it. But that's Lovey Smith being an idiot. You know, it's, right. yeah. he's a pl- I'm a player's coach. Yeah, but they don't have a whole lot else there either. And I think Rainey might have. Actually, fumble had been a fumbler as well. So, I mean, that sort of stuff happens. Getting back to the game at hand, um, Lamar Smith's also. I mean, Lamar Miller is also uh, banged up. So, Lamar, what about Lamar Latrell? Latrell. Good God, name is kind of blanked after a while. But I mean, so so basically, looking at it, um, you're looking at the wide receiving core on both teams are pretty good. You know, you gotta love Watkins as as that uh, you know new face coming into the league. You gotta been, love dynasty wise what that guy's gonna be. Oh, absolutely. But looking at what Brent Grimes was able to do last week, I mean that interception he had in the yeah. end zone was just ridiculous. Ridiculous. I mean uh, to be able to to, to put a one handed yeah. a one handed reception uh, interception 
by a defensive back is so abnormal, it's unbelievable. Usually, if you can do something like that, you're a receiver. Right. That's why defensive backs are defensive backs, because they can't do something like that. Um, wow. That, that was insane. That was He's going to have a tough time. Uh, Watkins is going to have a tough time going up against Grimes, obviously. Although um, Grimes also was walled off by Calvin Johnson on that 49-yard touchdown catch. Yes. Yeah, I mean, if it, well... Watkins isn't as big as a Johnson. No. I mean, Johnson's 6'5". He's Watkins, 6'1". Yeah. You know, I mean, yes, he's got the speed. He's got a little bit more size. But Grimes has been able to deal with 6'1", 6'2", his whole career. That was the whole thing. You know, if you, if you, even if you looked at that play when, when Johnson walled him off, he was trying to do what you were saying. On a 6'1", six, six foot guy, he can do. Kind of jump over the top mm-hmm. and get over the top. He could not get over the top. Couldn't get over the top. Johnson, he just was, no, was out no, of position. No, no chance. Um, so, I, you know, like we've been saying here, not going to be a lot of scoring in this game. Um, it, I like the defenses. Can I ask a question while defenses. we're on the Dolphins? Um, Lamar Miller, shoulder injury, played a little bit. What, 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 he's he been, practiced uh, today, right? Yeah, he's been uh, limited in practice the last couple days because, you know, they practice on Monday um, leading up to a Thursday game. He'll play, but from what I hear, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be, you know, mix and match, snap counts. You know, they're going to rotate everybody in there. I could see Damian Williams, uh, Daniel Thomas, both getting some some decent play. Uh, Damian Williams looks like the better of the two. He always anybody who looked the better of the yeah. two over a Daniel Thomas. Um, so, I mean, you're you're taking your chance on any one of them. Nothing, nobody does anything against the Bills. Let's put this way: anyway. this is not the week that you want to rush up and, and grab one of these guys off waiver wire as soon as you listen to this podcast to to go start uh, tomorrow night. Yeah, there's been a lot of clamor about uh, you know Damian Williams, and he did he did look pretty good. You know, he's a He's a pretty good, you know, pretty good uh, young young back. But but remember this, this is not the week. You're right. This is the other thing too. Like again, we've mentioned this before. You know, we saw how you know Jonas Gray had a great first week and then he slowed down, right? Yeah. Because now Damian Williams has got game to film on him. People are going to start preparing for him. They didn't have it before, so. Yeah, and if you're all confused, there was a Damian Williams, a wide receiver yeah, for, yeah. for uh, the uh, Titans. Titans. Yeah, also played on the Miami Dolphins. Oh, he's on the Dolphins. Yeah. yeah. Not the same guy. He spelled his name with an A. This running back spells it with an E. Damian, Damian still, he wants to be USC. Is he still in the league? Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, he is. Um, he's not getting playing time like he should. I think he's a great receiver. Uh, he he, I remember he made shot. one incredible catch last year, like pitter-patter, feet at the back of the end zone. Right? Yeah, he's, that was the thing. He was, That's what he was. He was a highlight guy, but you never saw any of the other catches. Yeah, the consistency just was never there with him. Well, what else is going on on the Dolphin side of the ball? Clay... Uh, what are you expecting uh, from him this week as far as uh, uh, either rankings or just knowing whether uh, the Bills are, you know, a lot of these great defenses, sometimes the, the kink in their armor is the is the tight end. Is that well, the case here? I'll tell you what about Clay, just, you know, because I was so happy because he was a kind of non-existent in the game and I got him in a couple of fantasy leagues and, and all of a sudden in that one drive he started getting catch after catch after catch and it's, their, their offense moves better when he's involved in it. So right. and I think that they they're going to need to get him involved in this uh, in this week. And if you also saw early on, they were really trying to get Jarvis Landry involved. That was the guy you know who I think is as well. They should. And he's, he's he's the one that you want to get involved over at Brian Hartline. I mean, I don't see how Hartline is really still. I mean, the guy's a third receiver, fourth receiver at best, if you ask me. But Landry is dynamic. He can make some why you, great Why do you got to hate the white, whitey wide receivers? I do. Why do you got to hate on them? I, I think it was Jordy Nelson's not white. I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. There's not a chance that that guy is white. 
He might, he might be Native American Indian I think, we did, a, I think we did a podcast, I think it was about two and a half months ago, I think we did a mock draft where I think I dro- uh, drafted like four white guys in a row. Yeah, that's you're true. like, why do you love the white guys so much? It's true, it's true. Yeah, so. I'm overcompensating. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. But Jordy Nelson, <laughs> I just want to say right now, Jordy Nelson, not white. I don't know what he is, but not white. He's a beast. <laughs> okay, and then getting back to the tight ends real quick, just in this game, obviously these teams are very familiar with each other, but one of the things what you got to understand is that both these teams are in the top five in, in sacks on the season. Buffalo is number one with 34 sacks. Miami, I think, is uh, tied for fourth or something with it with 28, um, which means that the quarterback's got to get that ball out of their hands real quick. And what does that mean? It means you got slot receivers catching balls and tight ends catching balls quite a bit. Maybe the, back, uh, the back's out of the backfield, you know, and a quick little screens or something like that. Um, it wouldn't shock me if... Clay or and or you know Scott Chandler were involved a little bit more than normal, even though both these teams happen to have given up almost the exact same amount of points to tight ends this year, fantasy points that is, and it's not very much. It's like six a game at tied exactly for the both of them. It's six a game. I wouldn't expect a lot out of the tight end position, but uh, I don't know. You got something to say on Wallace? I think. Well, here, here's what you can think about Wallace. This guy, he's been an interesting fantasy player, kind of in, in the ways that you never would have thought he would be. He does not have a 100-yard receiving game on the season. Unbelievable. Uh, so it's just not what you would think about a Mike Wallace at all. It's embarrassing. Two long catches maybe in the game is, was his state. Yeah. He has yeah. basically become almost a, a lock, almost like a, a three out of every four games he's getting you a touchdown, though, mm-hmm. which is which is the scary thing. Now, the other thing is the, his highest receiving game of the season was 81 yards. That's that insane. happened Sucks. in the season opener. Since then, he's he's never been over seventy four, but he's actually usually been more kind of in like the forties to, to sixty range. Now, last week he had another pedestrian Mike Wallace game. He had five catches for fifty one yards, but a touchdown. Yeah. This week he's going up against Buffalo. He played him in week two. One what he did in week two? Five catches, fifty six yards, and a touchdown. So. If you're going to play him, this, this is kind of what you have to really really realize with him. You're, you're crossing your fingers every time you play him because you're not going to get a 140-yard game. You're not going to get uh, the 70-yard touchdown catch. That just is not is not part of his game anymore. And I you're think, hoping I for a say, I wouldn't say not going to happen, but the odds of it are, have declined. But he's still a game breaker. It's he's, not going to happen this week. I'll, I'll step no, out I agree, I agree with that. I agree with that. But it, it's, it, it can still happen, but it just hasn't kind of come together in that in that regard yet. But How about this? How frustrating is that? That Tannehill now has been with him for a year and now, what, nine, ten games they had to buy, uh, whatever, and they still haven't had at least once like a guy that fast, I mean, I can just throw the ball up there ten times if I got the arm, and at least going to come down with one of them. It makes no sense. Buffalo, makes no Buffalo sense. hasn't given up a, a touchdown to a receiver in a, in a couple of weeks now. Not since week seven when they gave, happened to give one up to Cordarrelle Patterson. How the hell that happened? What Patterson's done this year? So you're saying the sun shines on a dog's ass every now and then? Buffalo started off, you know, you you couldn't run against them. Everybody knew you couldn't run against them, so people were passing on them. But their pass defense has improved quite a bit as well as as their pass rush. Um, It's going to be a tough game all the way around. Like I said, low scoring in this one. Uh, any, let's quickly talk. Anything else to talk about on the Bulls side, or should we Bulls, get? Into yeah, this? the Bulls are looking pretty good. I'm glad you the brought Bulls. the basketball up. I do, yeah. I do. I was talking about the Bulls, the Bills. Excuse me. Uh, is anything else we want to talk about on them, or should we get into Facebook and get into the questions? All right. 
The looks I'm getting from you is, let's move on. Yeah. Great times. Uh, go Before we get into Sunday's games, let's go to Facebook. Houdini, who do we got? What's our first question? And uh, and uh, you guys, let's, <clears throat> let, let's, let's answer them with as much great information as possible. All right, well, the first one, and, and it, it, uh, it's a couple parts of the question, but the first part of the question is probably my favorite because I, I want your guys' opinion on this. This comes from uh, Andrew Horvath. What medieval torture device does Mike Floyd deserve? Oh, wow. That's a, that's a good one. Right. Where, which one are you going to put him in? Ooh. The old, uh, literally, the old ball and chain. The, uh, what is that? The Morning Star? Is the Morning Star the thing? The, the num- one nunchuck with, with the big ball, ball on the, the end? spikes on it. Yeah. yeah. So that's the mace deserves. with the spikes on it. You basically, you know, we used to call it the Hosoi. We named <clears> it after Christian Hosoi. For God knows what reason, but if any of your buddies were ever like kind of bending over to pick something up or like basically bending over and you're around, you come up behind them and put your hands together, like kind of like your like a Arian Foster prey, and you just come up hardcore underneath the guy's ball sack and you just get him good. And it was called the Hasoy. I think Matt Markovich invented that. You basically do this to Floyd, but you do it with the ball and chain or the uh, the Morning Star. Whoop! Boom! <laughs> All right, that's a okay. good one. Uh, that, that's a good one. Um, you know what they're doing to him in this offense um, is they're taking away the best part of his game, basically, it, which is a long ball. You know, his speed, his strength to be able to get balls over the top, uh, to, to to be able to take over those uh, those smaller defensive backs. They're completely taking that away from him because of the short game and they're getting rid of the ball so quickly, spreading it around so much. And um, it's and it's the John Brown number twelve, not John Brown number thirteen. Yeah. The John Brown number twelve, the sheriff John Brown, as we like to call him, uh, he's the one who's getting that long ball now. So now that they've got that hyper speed, they're not using Floyd. He's got more of that speed, but more size. He's not getting that anymore. They're, so they're basically taking away his manhood. Yeah. Um, like I just did with that morning uh, stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, however, way, whatever way they used to do it, he's basically a eunuch. <laughs> you know, he's basically a eunuch at this point. However, however they did it, chopping off the member. <laughs> I think that that's what you got to use. If it's just a flat out axe, or if it's a guillotine, you know, if it's, it's a, a cock guillotine, if they just use like a, a carrot shaver. And just did oh. it piece by piece. Oh, Who Jesus, knows? dude. Wow. That's serial know, killer mind over there. I'm a little wow. scared. Jeez <laughs> Louise. Nice, oh, nice. All right, hey, man, what's the next question? There you are. Or do you, do, you have a, do you have a weapon of choice from back in the medieval? Well, welcome to medieval times. Welcome to medieval times. You know, I, I would always say, you know, I, he, he's, he's not been reaching for those, those long catches, so I think we need to give him a little bit of a stretch. Now, there's the rack that you could put him on. And I would put him on the rack for a little bit. But after he's stretched out on the rack and he's feeling loose, then we're gonna have a bunch of horses and we're gonna tie. Uh, we're just gonna, we're, yeah, we're gonna quarter him. We're gonna see Quar- the best. Uh, you guys know, remember the movie The Hitcher when oh, Rutger yeah. Hauer's quartering? He's basically got him like court. Actually, he wasn't really quartering because it was only two trucks, but he had him pulled between the two semis. The, the original, not the, yeah, the not original, the, yeah. the C. Thomas Howell Rutger Hauer version. Yes, absolutely. Good times, that, Hitcher. That new one, another terrible. Well, well, we're giving they, you a lot of old school pop culture as yeah, usual. Well, Sophia Bush too. or whatever was extremely hot yes. in that new one. 
That new one was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> you know. All these all remakes. All these new ones are horrible. Who yeah. do you who do you even see any of them? You I, won't I, see a remake. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna see Total Recall. It's gonna be on FX. So when I don't have to pay I liked for it, it, you know, I'll be I like it. Sure. I'll, I'll, then I'll see it. But I was not gonna pay going anything for, sure. for that. So basically, you just told us it's not your it's not your conviction for cinema as an art. Form. It's well, no. it's the price of admission. <laughs> it's paying. I thought it is. I thought you were just a passionate about film this? person. Well, no, I, I don't hardly go to the movies at all, anyway. But it's at the same time that the problem is paying for something that you are not coming up with an original idea. That movie has enough I, things that happened in it that you could have spawned your your brain to come up with fifty different movie ideas yeah. off of things that happened in that movie. A prequel. Write or, one yeah. of those movies. Don't give me the same movie with the same characters doing the exact same thing. But here's the thing, and this is why you're gonna like they it. They don't. They don't. Okay. It's well, not even close to the same thing. It's one component okay. of it. You'll then like again. It. You want to know what? Then you want to do the other thing is. Don't call it Total Recall. Call it what call do you want? Something else. Call it whatever you want. Be original. Fair enough. Fair enough. Total Robocop. Absolutely. Judge recall. Dredd. Yeah, every every it's yeah. something stupid like that because yeah. it's that stupid. It is. Because they're, like the they're selling to the morons. Next question. They don't sell to the morons. All right. His next part of the question. What's going on in Cincinnati? He's got Hill. He's got Green, and he's got the Cincinnati defense. Should he trade or drop them all? Um, AJ Green's confounding people right now, and. They're, they're, so they're going to be fine. Listen, <laughs> that, that, that game was an anomaly. From what I heard, that was the worst passing game by a quarterback since 1983. And that is, I mean, <laughs> to me that guy. feels like it was only five years ago, but I guess that was like 30 some odd years ago, isn't it? 30 <laughs> yeah. to 32, 31 years ago. Um, it, that was an anomaly. Listen, when Gio comes back, which hopefully should be this week, um, it, it adds a whole new dimension to the game. They were stymied by the fact that they knew what was happening with Jeremy Hill. All right, they were stymied by the fact. First of all, I mean, is Andy Dalton really that good? Did anybody no, really well, think no, he was no. that good? It, it wasn't Jeremy, Jimmy Hill no. wasn't the problem. He actually was was running well every time that he had the ball. The yeah. problem was with the wind that was going on. Right, Andy Dalton could not. He looked lost every pass. He was getting it up in the air. It was just blowing around. Then comes in Hoyer, boom, he's throwing these little missiles and darts, and it's like it's like when you watch Tom Brady and it gets somebody else in the wind, and he's just saying, what are you saying there's a problem with the wind? I, I, don't, I don't have a problem here in the wind. I don't know what you're talking about. I went about. to school with Brian Hoyer, and I was buddies with him. I threw the ball farther than him. He is a weak arm. Do not tell me that that guy has a strong arm. Well, maybe he got stronger since he met you. No, it's just that Andy Johnson. And I have that effect then. Men? Uh, no, 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 sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. What would I do with those guys? I think I think Hill's a guy that, that I don't know that you trade him because again, if, if Geo gets hurt again, it's it's a starting running back situation and you didn't pay much for him. So here's a guy that I would hold on to. AJ Green, it depends. If I'm getting good value for him, I wanna uh, maybe I make the move and I get rid of it because I just want to get out of that situation. And sometimes in fantasy, that's the best thing for you. Find someone that is expecting greater things to come, and, and is there's, if there's eleven other owners in your league, someone may be eleven. He didn't mention Sanu, but I mean, would you do the same with Sanu? Would you? He doesn't have you? him. Right? He doesn't have him, right? So okay. Well, I mean, as long as we're on the subject, yeah. Sanu's a Sanu? guy. Sanu's a guy that I, I don't know that I would trade either because I think he's the guy that benefits from just from Green being bad and getting the attention. And if you know, and again, if if it, it, it really hinges on, do you feel? Everything in that offense hinges on A.J. Green. He has to be there. They he's got 10 days. 10 days, to, and he's had a bum toe. Came back. What, he played, he's played two games since coming back, right? First game he had a touchdown, and obviously nothing happened for him this yes, game. Right. Uh, so 
He had 10 days to heal it, which is great, a great thing for him. So I think he should be much better. And let's be honest, we'll get to this get that game later because I know we're answering questions. But he's got a good matchup this week. So uh, let, let's see. Good next, uh, what else you got in the, out of those guys? What are our thoughts on Matthew Barry? We met. I met him once at the ESPN draft thing we were doing. That was like right, kind of right when we started. I think I was year two, maybe, yeah. of Pyromaniac. And I, I went up to him and I, uh, I told him that uh, we were basically going to take his job. I was going to knock him to the ground. I was going to knock the wind out of him with a Hasoy shot right to the rib. And uh, we're on our way to do it. We're about halfway there. Uh, it's you know what. <laughs> I, I really I, I don't know what to say about that guy. He's um, how's he doing? He's 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 been wrong every year. I've have seen him as uh, an ESPN analyst. You know he he's got a listen, he's, he's got, got a good got selling that. book. He's got he's got the ESPN he's, he's gig. The, the thing is, is that you can have all the backing you want. You could be on ESPN, you know ESPN, and have all the backing you want. You're the name that's that, the headliner for something like that. But the fact of the matter is, in the fantasy pros that. The ranking system. He's 81st. 81st. 81st out of out of 129 overall. You know. Um, what are you, Dogmatica? I'm eighth now. Later. So yeah. that that's what we See think you. about. That's what we think about <laughs> Matt Barry. Uh, let's be honest. Would you want to hang out with Matt Barry and talk fantasy football? Right. Maybe you'd want to hang out with Matt Barry's uh, minions. He's probably his statisticians, the people that he has doing all his work for him while he gets dialed up with makeup and on ESPN. Probably and I can't knock on him. He's at the he's at the top of the hill. I'm, this isn't spoken from a, a, any sort of tone of jealousy. It's more of a tone of you know we're gonna knock you off that 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 peak. We're gonna no, be the I mean, ones. I mean, you'll it, be coming down the mountain. We'll be going up. Listen, in. I don't blame you for liking ESPN because it, it's on all the time. If you like watching sports, if you love commercials. It's what's, it's what's on. Go ahead, uh, go ahead and watch it. If Maybe Matthew Barry isn't your guy. Maybe it's Eric Carabell. He's oh. 101st. <laughs> okay, he's 101st of 129. Maybe you like your uh, your, your uh, David Gonos. I mean, that guy's been kind of big after a while. Dave Richards, CBS Sports. He's 111th. Let's yeah. keep it to ESPN. Let's not Scott Engel, it. Roto Experts, 112th. Well, you know, you know what? These I'm are all names that you know, but you follow them, yeah. and you end up losing your league because you follow these guys. Listen, I, I want. That's add, what I think of Matthew Barry. Guys. I like it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Here's gonna give you my two cents on it. Is that uh, my reference is they live, put on the glasses, and read. It says obey, consume. Don't obey, don't consume. Consume here. We're gonna we're not telling you, we're not we're not letting you consume, we're teaching you how to consume. Consume correctly. I I will say this, because I don't want to go again. These guys do work within our industry. And I know that they've worked hard to get to where they're at. I don't want to undermine everything that they've done. I don't want to cut their legs off from under them. Respect uh, the league. But the fact of the matter is that they do have a lot going on within their jobs. You know, it, it, that's not all that Matthew Berry does for ESPN. He writes a lot of articles and stuff like Eric Carable does a lot of uh, interviews and does a lot of writing. In they're there. on and the screen stuff, a lot. You know, and they, they, do, they have a lot going issues. on. They don't have um, enough time to do the research. And do the work that I put into what we that. do. But they have a team that does it. So they're not doing it anyways. Well, but the problem way, is that I mean, he's got the guy who's the, his lead guy going, he didn't listen to me again. He didn't listen to me again. <laughs> Why does he keep not listening to me? Yeah, yeah, you Watch know, those guys there. And those guys are going to call us and say, hey, let me work for you guys. Yeah. You guys will maybe listen to me. I know what the hell I'm doing. Obviously, Barry never listens to me. The guy, the guy sucks. And here's, here's what I'll say on that. I'll, we'll say, all right, buddy, here's how you get the job. Go get us some beer. You're the beer. You're the beer guy. That's you when, are, you start. Are, when you start a pyro. You start as being the beer guy. You start as being my 
Valverde. All I know is actually a good one. That was a good one. All I know, and Barry again, not I agree with Dog. We're not taking anything away. We're, we're probably the least respectful of the others in the industry that there are. That's just kind of the tone we've chosen to take because people haven't embraced us or really when I've tried to uh, collaborate and, and, and join and be friends with people in the league, they've kind of, I think, been scared of our product because we are looking at a face value a, a, a whole lot different. Our podcast is three hours, not templated, 60 minutes. Uh, there's not a lot of things. Be, like, yeah, yeah. What, what we're having brews, we're swearing, we're doing. A lot of people are scared of that because they don't think that you can do that. But fuck that. That's what we do. Uh, last thing I'll say is um, let's move on. All right. Uh, how about <laughs> Ryan Lalonde? He wants to know the trade deadline's coming. So, you know, for teams that are locked up in the playoffs, what are players that you'd be targeting as buy lows uh, for a championship run? So, you know, this is again, you know, this is maybe like a Giovanni Bernard. Is a guy right now where the person who has him is still struggling. We're saying he might come back this week, but then depending on where the, what that person's situation is, again, if you're sitting pretty right now and you're able to make the moves where you can say, I can absorb one or two losses here, maybe even three losses because I've, I've done so well, but I want to be set because I want to be right as rain when it comes to the playoff time, then... Maybe here's a guy that you can you can get at a buy a low candidate right now, and especially if you're hurting at running back, that's a guy that I might target. Well, one thing we didn't mention at the beginning of the show, and we'll mention now: bye weeks, Ravens, Cowboys, Jaguars, Jets. I always think it's a good idea to, you know, and obviously Dez is coming off probably his best game of the season, but looking for a guy that is on bye week and is on a team that has to win. They kind of need a revamp of their trade, but they kind of. Have to win this week. That's great. And point. maybe a trick, maybe they've got a Romo and a Dez, or they've got a DeMarco Murray and a Romo, or a Dez. And go to and look at teams that have players that are on bye right now, and if they lose this week, which can't happen if you got your horses out on bye, um, then you're sitting there and you go, you go to those guys and like, hey man, you need a victory now, and you're not buying low, you're stealing based on situation. Yeah. I agree. I, I fully agree with that assessment. Funny story, just so just to talk about it, and I know we'll, we'll move on, but really funny story that I was going to save for uh, the, the the Patriots. But uh, I do a, I share a team with uh, my buddy Dragon in one league, and uh, we had we got uh, uh, Sanchez as we picked up Sanchez two weeks ago or last two weeks ago. I'm pretty sure, uh, whatever. After what's his name went down two weeks ago, and uh, he. Basically, so he lit it up, and we're pretty happy about him. We picked up Tom Brady about six weeks ago in this league. Mm-hmm. We offered a trade to a team today to try and get uh, Jimmy Graham, because this guy was in a must-need situation. Had Jimmy Graham, and his quarterback situation was Romo and another piece of crap. Uh, so we made a trade, and we were like, yeah, here, Tom Brady and so-and-so for Jimmy Graham. And we tried to he's like... You guys are real assholes, you know. And maybe I was an idiot for dropping Tom Brady, but you don't have to rub it in. Does <laughs> <laughs> that seem hot or what? <laughs> like a big whopper. <laughs> Turn me over, I'm done on this. <laughs> I'm afraid to look at my ass, you know. I'm going to have those griddle marks on my ass. <laughs> <laughs> So funny that all of a sudden Moltz sends me the uh, forwards me the email response to the guy. He's like, "Oops, 
We totally did not know that we were making a trade off to the, the guy. To the guy, guy who dropped. You're not like looking when you make a pickup. It's garbage or someone else's garbage. You're you're gold off the. You're not like who who dropped him. What an idiot. So so funny. We totally. He thought we were trying. <laughs> he thought we were rubbing it in his face. I, w- I want to say this though. To your point though, Jimmy Graham is a guy. Saints players are are guys. Uh, receivers especially Andrew Brees that I would be going after. Looking at what their schedule is in that playoff run, it's it's divisional games, especially for Jimmy Graham here, and the what and their home games. You got you got Tampa, uh, you got the Bears, which is sandwiched in between, which he's going to light them up. And, and I want to say it's Carolina. Uh, you can tell me if I'm wrong, dog. Uh, uh, that they play in those last three weeks. So that's a situation that I, I really like. I just like those Saints players. Jimmy Graham being the guy who I think is the biggest coup of them all. I mean, yeah, he's, he's Carolina, Chicago, and Atlanta. That, that is that, that's fourteen, fifteen. 16. How many of those are at home versus away? Two. The road Two. game is Chicago. Oh, there you go. I'm gonna actually be at that game. Party, party, holla! Who that? Who that's gonna score that touchdown? Jimmy, Jimmy Graham. Jimmy, hopefully. Oh, yeah. uh, look, all right, let's go to the next question. All right, next question we got uh, from Philip Keen. Or Kiney, how do you say it? K-I-N-N-I-K-I-N-E. Either or, we love you. Uh, with the infusion of rookie wide receivers uh, this season, what are the top five going forward? I mean, you know, uh, I, I gotta tell you, with rookie wide receivers, it's always so interesting because look at the guys that were the top guys last year. You know, guys that were really standing out. Keenan Allen, what's he doing for you this year? Um, you know, uh, Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, oh no, he wasn't. A he was a rookie, but that was a great guy, guy, right? Um, uh, who were the other top rookies from uh, last year? I got off the top of my head. Keenan, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm spacing it. I don't know. Um, I'm but let's head. add. Let's not answer stand, his question. Not a stand up. I don't know. Yeah, not not a stand up class, but at the same time, Val Verde. I'll Patterson, Coro. Oh, Cordero. Yeah, not looking so good this year as well. So yeah, and that's true. And then, that's Justin true. Hunter, uh, not mm-hmm. looking so good this year. So. Oh, Tavon Austin was Tavon. never looking good. Right, no. I think that was he just was a bad class sixth overall pick. But you look at this class, so you got some guys that have been standing out. Kelvin Benjamin is one of the guys that surprised me more than any of them, for sure. Agreed. Uh, Agreed. You know, thought, everyone thought he was the worst first round pick ever. They must have known what they were doing because he got an F in the underwear Olympics. He just yeah. didn't. He didn't. You know, he didn't have the top end speed, but he just got that knack for football. He got a knack for even uh, once he got the pads on, he moves a lot faster than he does yeah. in, in, in sprinting, and, uh, and he knows how to use his body to, to wall him himself off in front of defenders and catch touchdowns. Yeah, well, I mean, Carolina has easiest schedule going forward uh, for for wide receivers. So I mean, that's that's obviously a nice bonus for for Calvin Benjamin. That's gonna be he's gonna be right there in that top five. Um, another guy that you have to start to consider, or two guys actually that you need to start to consider because Allen Robinson's out for the year. Yeah. Allen Hearns and Marquise Lee. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to, to lost season, obviously. They're not making any playoffs or anything. They want to get Bortles involved with these guys. I don't believe that Shorts is going to be around. Uh, I don't know if they can, ki- they can keep that guy anymore. He just gets injured too too often. Um, so Hearns will get involved. Hearns will get involved. Those two guys are definitely worth... Uh, taking a good look at for uh, the Lee was picked 39th overall five. in April. Well, this so is also the guy I'm they a- put a high pick with. They want to see what they've got. He started the season banged up, but he's he played this week. He didn't have a great game. I think he only had one catch, but still, he's going to get that opportunity. I think Marquise Lee is a great call. I, I, I'm also looking at it as going forward, being even into next year. Yeah. So in that situation, you know, another guy that I really like is a guy that I was super high on, uh, late draft pick, fourth round pick, but had all the talent. Played with Sammy Watkins. 
is that they had all the same uh, yeah uh, uh, numbers you, you of Sammy Watkins in the, in the underwear Olympics, but six foot four, Martavis Bryant. Yeah, and he is Marcus Wheaton's done nothing, so he has cemented himself now as going to be no, no, pretty no much going to be the number two guy. You develop him uh, in the off season, you get him to be better at, at running routes and just knowing exactly where he's got to be. He's got a knack for scoring touchdowns, got a knack for making big plays. That's all you can ask for. He's so. fast as hell. Yeah, and he, but, he, but he, he'll make the plays, though. He's like a fast, he's like a fast uh, Plexico Burris, he looks like, but he's even more so. He's very similar, maybe even a little bit thinner than a DeAndre Hopkins. They're very, but he's faster. This guy's just, he's just got it. Oh, he's, he's, able, to slither, he's able to slither, slither by. from last year was actually had a pretty decent season, yeah. DeAndre Hopkins. So. Yeah, that's true. Um, another couple guys that are worth mentioning um, that you, you really need to keep an eye out on, Devontae Adams. Now, oh, yeah. They don't have the easiest schedule for like the remainder of the year from this week forward, but it just so happens that in week 14, 15, 16, the Packers have the second easiest schedule for wide receivers. And as, I mean, obviously as Rodgers has shown, he can spread that ball around all day long and everybody will get their fun and do. Um, last week against the Bears, obviously Devontae didn't do so well. But the four weeks leading up to that, he had like either a touchdown or, or 70, or 70 yards. yards That's, in that, every one of those games. And it's amazing, too, because he's always the guy that uh, is still unowned in a lot of fantasy leagues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, here's a question I got for you. Who's got more catches on the season, um, Sammy Watkins or Cooks? Good don't look, don't look. I'm going to say it's it, it's Sammy Watkins. I'm actually going to say it's Cooks. Cooks right. gets a lot more. I think Cooks gets more targets. To, it's Cooks. I think well, Cooks is leading everyone at, in rookie with catches at the wide receiver. He's only got five on him, but it's 48, which think about it. It's week 10, so he's still got six, seven games, maybe six games left. I don't know. Six games left. No, New Orleans has played nine games, so they have seven games left. they got seven games left. He's got... He's on pace, if you think about it that way, for 100 catches. He's got 48 catches. He's only yards. 500 on the nose. Sammy Watkins got 42 catches, maybe 43, and he's got 635. Now, he's got the five touchdown. Cooks only has the three. Um, but you think about it. I looked at the numbers because we got that bet. I'm like, right. he's starting to get a little bit hot. Not really, but hopefully. And I'm looking. I'm like, these guys, both of them. And then you add Calvin in there. Uh, these guys are going to have the best numbers by far. Yeah. By far as a whole group at the wide receiver position. It's like they're all going to be like disgustingly high numbers for Rogan. Yeah. I know, I know. You know it, it, there's, there are just so many uh, of these rookie Jordan Matthews are now arriving. Dude, I, even, I know that that's what that guy was asking. He's like, Basically, is, is Jordan Matthews my number one rookie wide receiver going forward? That's what he was basically asking because he just had that awesome game. Right. Well, and we're going to get into that during. We'll get into that during the game because I think it's a great question. It is a great question, and and and, and I'm a, we were that was another guy that we talked about in the preseason that one of our favorite rookies Absolutely. that was like just because of situation and everything as well. Hey, another guy we can mention. You mentioned him earlier, John Brown. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Mike, the, the rookie receivers this year, first of all, it was one of the biggest wide receiver classes you'll ever see. I mean, some of these guys were taken in the fourth, fifth round that are kicking ass this year. You know what? The first weren't even drafted. You know what? The first, the first, uh, his first catch as a pro this week, last week, 
um, Cody Latimer. Latimer. Yeah, Cody Latimer had his first catch. This is a guy that at one point they thought that was good. Mel Kuyper thought he was moving in the top 15 of the first round. With a, I think it was a second round, maybe a third rounder, but Peyton Manning thrown to that guy. He's got skills. Yep. Think about this, though, too. Especially if you're a Wes Welker owner, you have got to almost drop him and get Cody Latimer right now because by the I'm thinking it's not going to be too much longer that Wes Welker's either going to get knocked out, he's ineffective anyway. Latimer's at least a guy that's going to have a lot more potential to do something for you. Wes Welker's unplayable. I have him in two leagues. He's unplayable. Basically, we I'm pretty sure I put in a, a claims report for tonight or tomorrow, and if one of them doesn't go through or bolt, Wes Welker will not be on my team anymore. I have a <laughs> Patriots Wes Welker retro jersey up in my closet. I love this guy. I was lucky to, enough to be at the Kentucky Derby and get one of those $100 bills from him. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> so let me just say this as we're talking about all these rookie wide receivers. Let's remember We've back. done Molly together. <laughs> <laughs> um, is that back to Carl Pickens, the great Carl Slim Pickens. Oh, rookie of the year. When numbers. he was rookie of the year. This is back in 1992. Love us. Around the time we all started playing fantasy football. 26 catches, 326 yards, one touchdown. Rookie of the year! Dominator! 26 catches, 326 yards, and one touchdown. Oh, my God. Haven't even mentioned Mike Evans, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Oh, my God. Yeah. God's a touchdown machine. Yeah. Beat me last week out of nowhere. This is unreal, and, and, and the fact that Kansas City didn't even draft a, a wide receiver. I know. What were they thinking? <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? There were so many. Dante Moncrief, that guy could actually just creep in somewhere. It, it, it's so loaded. To give you a top five, I'd really have to. I'd really have to go through this and figure it out for you. Um, I, I wasn't prepared for that question. Just so many of them. Um, next question. Next I, next year, yeah. Amari Cooper will potentially be the number one pick overall. One that guy. Is going to be disgusting. Ridiculous. Disgusting. Yeah. Better, best wide receiver to come out. He's better because of his size than um, than, than Watkins, in my opinion. That wow. guy's just legit. He is legit. That's for sure. Um, Phil's got another question. This is one that I think, dog, you'll you'll be prepared for. Ryan Mallet. All right. Now he's uh, coming in. Is he a sneaky quarterback for the fantasy playoffs because of that schedule. nice schedule that the Texans do have? Well. Uh, God, I, I mean, uh, listen, the guy doesn't have game experience. Right. Okay? He hasn't. The thing is, is that when you bring in and you put in those rookie quarterbacks, they at least were starting last year. They at least had game action where they were playing and playing at, at a high level. Usually these rookie quarterbacks are on some sort of really good team or at least playing at some sort of high level with some good players around them. Um, the fact of the matter is Mallet hasn't played at a high level Live for a long time, and it, I mean, listen, it's it's not like he's coming into uh, the Philadelphia situation like Sanchez came into. Um, he's not coming into uh, the even even the Arizona situation where Stanton's coming into. He's coming into Houston where he has two wide receivers. Right. That's it, and they have Arian Foster who. He's going to be back. And one of the easiest rush schedules in the oh, yeah. entire league. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is a team that runs, runs, runs. Um, yeah, granted, I mean, it's, you know, it's, of course, they have, a, they have a nice schedule the rest of the way. It's not the greatest passing-wise. Uh, it's awesome for uh, for running backs, obviously, but it's not the greatest passing-wise. He'll be sneaky here and there because they do have a nice, easy schedule. There's going to be a couple cupcakes on there, but it's not, um, I wouldn't be starting him. 
Right. I'll tell you that right now. I wouldn't be taking the chance on a Ryan Mallett who has barely played in the last five Listen, years. Listen, with a team that runs the ball that much, it's, it's, it's too much. You can't take that chance, in my opinion. Agreed. Uh, who do we guys like more for the playoffs, T.Y. Hilton or A.J. Green? Uh, you're trying to trade for one of them. This comes from, I'm sorry, James Bertrand. Um, so, James, I'm going to tell you right now, and, and you know what my answer is. Because yeah. I only can choose one guy, and it's T.Y. Hilton. And I'm going to tell you why you need to choose T.Y. Hilton. It's because of his Week 15 matchup. That's against Houston. What has he done to Houston the last two times that he has faced them? I, I don't. I, I want to add a 223 yards uh, and and the and, and whatever in the one touchdown this year. 155 yards in the three touchdowns that he had last year against them. Sounds like a good time. That sounds like a party to me. So I, I, I'm going. I'm going T.Y. Hilton. Yeah. I, since he's going up in the fantasy playoffs, uh, well, we'll go week 15 and 16. Actually, let's go 14, 15, 16. He's got 14 against Pittsburgh, which is actually pretty nice. Um, 15 Cleveland. You saw what he did against Cleveland. Joe, Na- uh, Joe Hayden is his nemesis. Not a big fan of that uh, matchup. Then going up against Denver um, in Week 16. I mean, that could that could end up being a shootout, sure. But I don't know. Man. I mean, Denver. I mean, you may have uh, who was it? Talib. Uh, Talib against him. That doesn't look promising. And, and Ty does get uh, Joe Hayden at, at Cleveland, and they get a lot of and, pressure and, uh, on the quarterback, so it's got to get out quick. In week on Denver. Yeah, in week uh, in week uh, fourteen. Week fourteen is for uh, he also gets Joe Hayden, but he gets against Dallas though in week sixteen. So. I don't think Joe Hayden will be playing on on Ty. Ty doesn't draw. Right. Those that'll, be, type that'll, of guys. that'll be Reggie Wayne who's uh, exactly. Ty doesn't draw those type of guys. Wayne still draws those guys. Wayne drew. Uh, I think it was a couple. It was a couple weeks ago. The best defender, like one of the best defenders in the league, played on Wayne. He just couldn't do anything against him. That's the way. That's the way that teams have to do it. That's the way that the best corners have to do it against the outside receivers. Somebody like a, a somebody like a Hilton can move inside, and you can't put your best defender on him. It just doesn't work that way. There, are, there are slot uh, cornerbacks and there are outside cornerbacks, and those slot cornerbacks are a very different breed. It's tough to find a good one. All right. Last thing I'll tell you uh, for uh, for James here is that Ty, the thing that he wasn't doing was catching touchdowns. He's got three in his last four games. So uh, this last game, he only had 71 yards. He was kept out of the uh, uh, out of the 100 uh, yard game for the first time in three weeks. He had 300 yard game, all the 223, and it was and they he, he started hot. I mean, he yeah. had that great catch. He didn't have a huge game otherwise. But it was like the second half, they just kind of decided they were going to start. They were rolling. They were, gonna, they were rolling on. They're like, let's just try some other <laughs> things. We Ty's had the greatest season ever. Let's just kind of. We can't take luck out right now, but we can kind of lighten the play that T.Y. has. And as a result, I ended up losing the, that week by one point <laughs> on Monday night. He was rolling. I was like, oh, my God, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. Him and luck, because I have luck as well in this league. And then all of a sudden, he didn't have, I don't think he had a yard or a catch in the second half. All he needed to do, literally, was got like ten, one catch for 10 yards, right. and I win. Uh, that's the worst. Fantasy football. That's why we love this I stuff. love it. Come on. I love it. Give me more of that. Bang my head into the walls again this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing, the other thing that I uh, that I say about Ty Hilton is is, is simply is, is that uh, if he's now he's scoring touchdowns, once it, it's contagious for a guy. Once he starts scoring them, it's good. So, you know, I'm sorry that you wouldn't really have to bang your head against a wall again. I've never seen a guy get picked up by his testicles before. Lucky thing for you that cop passed by when he did. Otherwise, you'd be lifting up your sluts to tie your shoes. <laughs> Do you have any idea how glad I'd be if you had? 
Yes, that's the way I felt last Monday night at about eleven o'clock. All right, um, let's let's. Are we doing any more questions? We're moving on to the games. Uh, if we're doing more questions, I'll tell you this: we're buzzing through a number of these games. Uh, we, I know we're not talking about the guys we're not even going to mention. Uh, we got there are a bunch more yeah. questions. Go, so. let's go. I like this. Right. We'll blow we'll blow through the games. All right, Matt Culbertson. Is Brandon Cooks a big home game guy, or is he a big game every other game guy? I'll tell you this: as I, as I wrote it in uh, in our, uh, our write-ups on him, I, whatever dog has, I just know because as I'm an owner, and it's like, and I watch it every week, and it's like, and I've just gotten to the point where I'm just in one league, I'm just playing him every week in, in a flex spot and saying, screw it. Uh, but I know when I'm doing the write-ups because then I know how he performs, and I'm like. God bless my God bless America is what I say when I get really angry. <laughs> so I'm like, like this guy. I'm like I said, I'm, we don't think he's going to probably do as well this week because it's it's flipping this way. Now that I've said that, watch him blow up and have a good game. There I played against Dog Mannequin. I, I I play him as my rookie in this one league. But when I saw where you had him on the rankings, I did definitely have a. You beat me uh, for the week, obviously, but I did have a little bit of a grin because you didn't have him very high. You actually had Colston and Stills ahead of him in just your rankings. Just above him. Just above him. I had them all I, right together. I, 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 but, I was, I, but I was so excited. I was like, yes, yes. This karmically or just the way the fantasy gods work, that whole thing was working in my favor. It was. I just had a deja. I think I just figured it out though. I think he had a rank so low so that you wouldn't start him this he, week. He knows I had no choice. No. I had no choice. <laughs> you didn't. You had zero plays on the bench. Yeah. There was nobody else you could take. Yeah. He learned because of uh, all the bio. The bio. Yeah, last two weeks for me, else. In one league this week, I'm just going to tell you, and this is me saying get better, do better. This is huge. This is something we've talked about in our manifestos and our draft strategies. I had nine players in one league on buy this week. Nine. I started, just so you know, I started five rookies against you. Five. Five? And none of them, and I'll tell you, none of them, because we have to start a rookie in this league. None of them were my normal starter, Bridgewater. He was on bye. That's fucked up. (laughs) Sorry. Um, It was a bad time. But coming back to Coach real quick, the guy's got a happy feet. All right, his feet are, are so quick, and he is so fast. Um, he is a great home player, and it's exactly what Breeze loves. He loves a guy who can beat a, beat his his uh, defender on any given play, and that's what he does. Graham is the same way. Graham, because he's so fast for a tight end and big, I mean, despite the fact that he's six seven, he's still pretty quick for six. So that's especially the thing that I was going to say. Guy. He gets fast quickly. Yeah, absolutely. A, 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 you watch tight ends, even a Gronk. He's got some speed, or definitely a Julius. These guys get it going slowly, though. They, they got good cut on a dime, kind of moves. They're, they're quick. But Graham, right off, he is fast off Absolutely. the line. And that's exactly why Breeze is such a great home quarterback. He loves that. He sees the. He, all he needs to see is literally a foot separation, not a yard, a foot separation. And he can tell by the way. Each any one of these guys plays if how far that guy's going to be ahead of the other guy immediately, and he tosses it perfectly on a dime every time. Yeah, and, and they've done a great yes, job with them. Also, look at Atlanta. These are these are similar teams, right? Both dome teams that play so much better at home than they do on the road because when they're drafting for their teams, they're building teams that are going to play well inside their inside their stadium. Absolutely. But unfortunately, it doesn't always translate well, and they all. 
I don't know what it is, but those those both both those quarterbacks, Breeze and 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 Ryan, when they get outdoors, they are just different people. I totally. Stafford yeah. isn't the greatest either. Right? No, exactly. Yeah. 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 One thing I'll, I'll mention, I posted this I think before last week on Facebook was the fact that the uh, Superdome. I don't think I mentioned this on the podcast last week, but um, the Superdome is so large that it can form rain clouds in it. You literally can form rain clouds inside the Mercedes-Benz Superdome down in New Orleans. How crazy is that? I'm not lying. <laughs> I'm waiting for the punchline. No, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not saying that there's been an opportunity that, like, it's been raining in the... But you literally, it's so big and so tall that it, it can form uh, rain clouds. That's just, crazy. Just the fact. Right. That's funky. Well, funky. Now, now we got a rain cloud in there, let's, let's, let's move it to another dome and put it in uh, the RCA dome. Is it still the RCA dome? RC, I doubt RCA is even around. Oh yeah, they're dead, right? Yeah. <laughs> RCA that low? I got like an RCA TV, what, what, and like in storage. What does RCA stand for? What was the what did RCA stand for? Uh, Royal Crown Victroller or something? No, 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 where did he come in? Royal Crown. That, that's, I don't know. That's a, that's a cola. I, I don't remember. remember. I'm an RC fan. Let's go on. All right, so <laughs> Trent Richardson. It's the Zenith. It's the Zenith dome. That's the what. Zenith? That's what it was. <laughs> it's it's all the dome. Service merchandise dome. Yes, there you go. Which, we, we, what are we talking about here? Yeah, is go on Trent, to the next okay, question. Okay, Matt Culbertson's second part is Trent Richardson done because Bradshaw's healthy or because he's no good? No ding, good. Ding, both. Ding, ding. Yeah, both. Move on. All right, John R. Burke the second. It's uh, all right. Hey, it's eleven, eleven, eleven. It's his three-year anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. John is actually, uh, we've been so busy this season, we're going to deal with in the offseason, but John is, is a guy that I've talked to a bunch on the phone. He's going to help us out, a pyromaniac with our SEO, and that's awesome, and uh, I hope you're listening right now. John, I'm sorry that we've been uh, too busy in season and still, literally still getting the website to the point where... Uh, we're still getting updates on that all the time. So until we really get everything in there, that we're not going to be ready to do SEO. But you know it. We're going to help you. And you still got a direct line to me anytime you want with fantasy questions. Go so now on. we're going to answer your questions. Giovanni Bernard or Jeremy Hill? That's for fine. the rest of the year or for this week? Or That's the question. Giovanni. If Giovanni plays, then Giovanni's... If, uh, yeah, I mean, I, for for this week and for, and for the rest of the year, I still say Giovanni. I own them both uh, in, in, in my league because I drafted Hill as the, uh, the handcuff. It's always Geo if Geo's healthy. Absolutely. Uh, Mark Sanchez, lucky or the real deal? Real deal. Real situation. Real, real situation. coach. Yeah. Real talent around Chip him. Kelly. And, but also, at the same time, really great that he's been sitting for the last 23 months. Really great that he started so young and has played so many games and got so deep into deep playoff yeah, he games. Did. He was a young guy. You heard this week they coddled him and all this stuff. He's 27 now. He's had, he's had two years to think about it, and he's in a perfect situation. So I think if you're talking about his personality traits, whether he's a loser or not, it doesn't matter. He's going to be scoring fantasy points from here until the end he of the season. He didn't have any talent when he was in New York. Look at what he's finally got here, and he's got an offense that's built for just – Get the ball out of your hands and, and let these guys do what they need to do with the ball. He's this year's Josh McCown. If you were to put Mark Sanchez in Tampa Bay and Josh McCown oh. in Philly, it'd be the same situation for Josh. Josh would be throwing the crap out of the ball. I agree with that. And Mark would be doing nothing. Yeah, it's the same situation. Mark is going to be fine. Question three or four for, uh, uh, is Fred Jackson worth the stash for running back depth? 
I think he is. Yes. Because, you know, this is a guy who, once he is healthy, he's going to reestablish himself as the main guy in that offense. He's a guy that they trust with the ball. They're still in a chance to, to go for the playoffs. This is the time where it's going to get cold weather. You already see all this horrible weather is coming to everywhere. So, pretty much people are going to get snow games a lot earlier than you've ever seen before. Yep. And also... When Spiller was in the game because of draft pick, because of salary, they had to keep him involved. They had to. There was no choice. They don't have to do that with Bryce. They don't have to do that with Booby, you call him? Booby's actually, <laughs> yeah. That's his name. I love that. I love that nickname. I had never heard that. Yeah. But uh, they don't have to do that with him. So if Fred's healthy, Fred can get high volume carries. So it's a no brainer. They love that guy. What's not to love about that guy? Dude, when that guy's starting, he's a top 15 fancy back. It's the weirdest thing to say, but I. Say it again, but that was one of my guys. Watch out for Fred Jackson's here. Do not sleep on that guy. He is a lot better than you think. And we've been don't, saying that. Don't, for, don't we've been rip saying Van Winkle on years. years. Don't, rip, don't rip, rip Van Winkle on the old man. I know yeah, who are three years ago. We had a graphic for handcuffs, yeah. and I know for a fact we had the handcuffs that were better than their starter, and we had the handcuff on the top and the mirror view of their starter, right met center middle above C.J. Spiller. After CJ had his nice season, Fred Jackson, he just gets it done. He does. He does. All right. Simple. What uh, else you got? Any other questions? Yeah, his last, his last By the way, part. it's a Lucas Oil Stadium. Lucas Oil, thank there you. Uh, the last part of his question, which we already basically answered, Rod Bradshaw going to continue as a starter? doesn't matter if he continues as a starter. He's going to get more carries. He's going to be more productive with the ball. As long Star- as yeah, starter it, doesn't mean anything anymore. Yeah. It's touches. Who's going to get the more touches? It's, Ratch- it's Bradshaw. As long as, as long as he's healthy, this guy is a heart, soul, running style, and, and just the perfect, perfect player on that Indianapolis Colts. He is the heart and soul of that. He brings them that 100% grit. He is perfect. For an awesome offensive team. Period. Yep. Um, Tom Baker uh, asked a non PPR, non PPR. Jeremy Hill, Fred Jackson, Jarek McKinnon, pick two. Jeremy Hill, McKinnon, and who? Fred Jackson. Uh, I think uh, Adrian Peterson's coming back not this week but next week, so I think McKinnon's not it. So it's the other two. It's, it's uh, so yeah. I wonder. I don't know if this is for this week or if this is for. Uh, this might be for this week. I can't tell. Be right, more descriptive. So it's non PPR. Fred Jackson, McKinnon, and uh, Jeremy, Jeremy Hill. Hill. Yeah. Um, for the rest of the year, I, I still go Jackson on that um, non PPR. And who else? Uh, for this for this week. For this year. I go McKinnon. I go McKinnon if. if Two if they don't ahead. reinstate uh, AP or they trade him or they dump him, I, I, don't, I, I don't. I think AP. I don't think he plays for Minnesota. I think he gets reinstated. I think you know whether it's suspended for six games or whatever. The, the is the trade deadline done? Yeah, the trade deadline's trade passed. Done. They're just gonna they're just gonna hold on to him. He's an asset for him. That doesn't mean they gotta play him. I would not risk getting him hurt. And they're gonna try to trade him in the offseason. That's what you do. I, so I don't, I don't think, think he's he gonna have value for this year. So I think Jerk McKinnon is still is still a guy thing. that. I trust to be getting carries the rest of the way. And even if he does come back, I, they're not going to be giving him 25, 30 carries and, and, and risking anything at this point. Uh, Peterson, I, I'll tell you right now, this is, this is my call. This is my thoughts on it. The fans threw up such an uproar when they decided that they were going to bring him back in the first place that they had to suspend him. That's how badly the fans didn't want him to play at that point. Right. Why now would they all of a sudden change and say, yeah, bring him back? Why would they do that now? Especially when they're not not going to win anything. It's not going to happen. I think what he thought was that it was more about the the league wasn't going to be able to keep him out. But at the end of the day, I think I agree with you. 
the team that owns the rights to him can do whatever they want. And if they do want to trade him, the trade deadline's done, why get him hurt? Pay him. They've already paid him the money. The money's already paid. They said they were right when that happened. They, yeah, it was they, paid right, leave. Yeah, yeah, right. Right when they right when this happened, they they plead. They did a plea bargain, or what, they they agreed to. You're you're getting your thirteen million. So I agree with you guys having three leagues. It's sad. Moltz and I are pissed. That Moltz like there's bullshit what they're doing to him. But at the end of the day, I completely agree with you guys that it looks like AP's not going to get any carry this year, and uh, he's not going to be on that team either. No, you, so that, 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 with that said, McKinnon. There you go. You have to separate fantasy from reality when it comes to something like this. The fact of the matter is that just because he pled to a, a lesser charge does not mean that he didn't do what he did. And everybody saw the photos. Yeah. All the fans know what happened. It's not like Minnesota isn't, all the fans in Minnesota aren't following this closely because they are. You know they are. If this was happening to Walter Payton 20 years ago, 30 years ago, I'd be following every single second of it. And you know you would. Every, every single one of us Everyone would. was following just Michael Jordan when he was going on a, a late-night gambling trip to it's it's Imagine if Jordan had TMZ and all this shit then. Right. Oh, How God. fucked it. Man, but well, it child just, abuse... Just, so many heads, dude. All, was, all athletes would be fucked if yeah. they had TMZ yeah. oh. back then. You know, I just obviously. wanted to let you guys know, I totally agree with what you're talking about. I was hanging out with my girlfriend, Olivia Munn, last weekend. I don't know, I flew down to L.A. Duh, we're, tell her we're, having, and we're having I, dinner and some I drinks. And she was telling me, and she was like, sometimes you have a problem separating fantasy from reality. I go, honey, I agree. I'll take care of dinner. Let's go back and have sex. That sounds about right. Uh, we got one more question. Uh, this one comes, and this basically is... This is <laughs> I mean, yeah, this one comes to me. For, for me, this is from Brian Marquez. He says he's having trouble uh, finding uh, love for IDP leagues, and he wants to know any advice for those people. I'm in an IDP league. There, you know what? I don't trust any of the advice out there. Okay, um, so here's what you do. And, and this is at the beginning of the year. Um, it's 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 a little bit more. You just kind of have to go off of last year and kind of look at the situation and see where. What players were drafted by teams and what guys are coming in. But you're looking at their tackles and stuff like that. I recommend at this point in time, if you're looking at anything, start looking at the, the season and segments. You can do customized reports on most of these uh, websites like CBS or uh, I'm sure on ESPN and other things as well. Where you can like look at certain positions and see the fancy players scored. RCA, yeah, I, 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 Betamax too. Um, and, and you can check and customize reports to see, give me the stats during this time period. Then you can search by... How many you know solo tackles by guys, or how many passes defended, how many touchdowns, and see where all their points are coming from. And it always for me in IDP leagues, I always look for the guys first and foremost that are getting all the tackles. That means that they're around the football. If you're getting tackles, you're around the football. Odds are then you're going to cause more forced fumbles, and then you start looking at their situation, seeing what kind of scheme they're playing in. But unfortunately. It's it's. I wish if I didn't have to work a full time job, I could dedicate a whole thing to, to to really sitting and doing that research and figuring it out. Sure. But but that's unfortunately no one's doing it, and I I would, couldn't tell you anywhere to go out there that I trust. I've been, I've been looking for trust fund babies to join us on this that don't have to work other jobs. So if you're yeah. out there and you're a trust fund baby and you're you're good to go, you don't need to work every week. And you look, you want to uh, do some writing for uh, Pyromaniac? Then I mean, the only guy we've found so far to do this. Is Valverde? So that closes out the questions. 
Awesome. All right. Well, wow. We're going to really have to burn through this. We're an hour into the show, and we've done one game. All right. Awesome. Let's get into it. Vikings, Bears. We've talked to crap. Chris Resendis jinxed me and I knocked one over with my knee. Unsensational Imperial Unsessionable. Unsessionable. Good times. 100, 100 uh, IBUs on your beer and a 10%. So I just want to say, too, with the opening song, too, for those of you who, who are thinking, you're going, wait a minute, The Temptations, My Girl? Yes. They also had some funky stuff, and uh, we'll get to the closer, which will be uh, another funky one for you. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Good stuff. Um, Let's get into the Vikings. At, uh, we're not even going to talk about it. We talked a lot about the Vikings. Is there, here's what I'm going to I'm going to ask you a couple questions, and we're just going to literally, this one's going to take us one minute. Is Cordero Patterson a buy-low guy? Is he just done? Is this, is this, uh, it, 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 can you trust him? Is it going to get better? What's, what's going to happen with this guy? Because he's been amongst many people that are right in that zone besides uh, Macklin. Harden being one of them and all that. Biggest nightmare I ever pick in the fourth round. Don't worry. Oh, you know, you catch me off guard. <laughs> I can't even get it. That's fine. That's no, fine. No. That's fine. Once it hits your lips, it's so it, good. Oh, my God. Hits uh, <laughs> your lips. It's so good. Always, always trying to get me. Always trying to He's get me. Flipping the script. All right. Well, yeah. well, but go on. So I'm going to say, as you're sitting here with your purple hat on, yeah. uh, wearing your, uh, your, your Viking colors here on Bears Viking Week, um, yes. that I can't trust him. There's no way I can trust him in this, in this offense right now. You you would think even though it, it is Norv Turner who's there, right? Yeah, it, yeah, right. Amazing to believe, but it, nothing's happened. But the problem is you don't have enough pieces there. You need Kyle Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph will be coming back. Is it this week? I I, I, I believe he will be back this week. To be honest, yeah. <laughs> 
if he comes back this week, it is slowly. Expectations are low, though. You got to keep them. But the expectations could be higher when you play the Bears because the Bears are, are just giving up. Worst team in the league against tight ends. Right? Yeah, giving it all. Remember what Gronkowski did to yeah, them? Worst team in the league against everything. Yeah, they? they're they've they've yeah, now they have fallen in our power rankings to the thirty second ranked overall uh, teams as far as points allowed. Yep. But when you give up over 50 points two weeks in a row, that's going to happen for you. Makes and sense. when you don't fire any coaches, it's going to be more good times going forward. So yeah, We're lucky. Uh, but at the same time, I'm still not good times on Cordell, Cordero Patterson. I'm not I'm not buying. All right. Guess what? That's all. Unless you got something to say, we're moving on to the next game. Uh, anything to say about the Vikings? <laughs> you can't say anything about the Bears. You can't say anything about the Bears. We're not allowed to talk about them. That's fine. Yeah. No. Not really. We're, fuck those guys. Yeah. Uh, all right. Although I am going to the next two games that are both going to be freezing, and then I've also got one more game. It's funny. Rick Morrissey, sometimes writer, said, We need to boycott the Bears. You're a douche, Rick Morrissey. You don't boycott a team. He's basically like calling out in an article yesterday or maybe this morning. Fans, we can't accept this. We've got a boy. Dude, what? it's your team. You can't. No, oh, no, you're no, going to no, just no, cut no. Cutler? I, hold on. I'm going to disagree with you in a part and such. What can change by di- by Here's a what boycott. it is. Here's what it is. Here's not a boycott. It, it, you want to he's saying it? don't go to the game. You're, yeah, he's calling on season ticket holders, okay? I'm a part of uh, a family that is a season ticket holder, okay? When we give games away, my, my aunt, she doesn't even sell the seats ever. To, like, there are people who like sell them. Like, I'm not going. I'm just going to sell them. No, and she understands. If you, oh, The only way, the only way that you will get through to ownership is if there are five thousand empty seats because it's but they spent money. Listen, but doesn't they spent matter. Money. It doesn't they tried matter. to fill the correct. Team. Let me finish the point. The point is, it's five thousand empty seats. The people who paid money for the seat and are still saying to you, "I'm not coming." That's the only way that but you can get a message. They spent the money. Through. Go ahead. They spent the money. They, it's not like Rob. Money's been spent. It's not, it's not like Don Sterling and the Clippers. Spent their money ahead of time. You spent your money before the season my, starts. My question would be, and. Let me say my piece, and then if you want to go off on it, go ahead. What are you boycotting against? It's not like the Bears didn't try. They tried. They put together they an tried. offense that looked like it was awesome. Agreed. They have gotten rid of some spare parts on defense and brought some new guys in. They drafted a bunch of defensive guys. They're trying. It's not like they're Agreed. not trying. Who exactly is not trying? It's not like the coaches aren't trying. They're not sending them out there and saying, play bad guys. We play the, the, play the wrong defense every we time and that. let them score. Okay. They try. I mean, what exactly would you be boycotting against? The ownership. That's what. That's it. It's the ownership. They, the ownership. Listen, listen. listen. Boycott against when they're not no, trying. No, 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 no. You, you just had. Okay. You realize that the Bears just gave up in their last eleven games. They've given up three games where they've given up over fifty points or something I like that. Get it. Do you realize that in their seven hundred and fifty-nine games prior to that, they've only done that three times. This is a failure of epic proportions. That after back-to-back fifty-point games, and you don't fire anybody. And, and then your coach comes out and does a half-hour speech, and it's all business as usual for an organization that is the founding organization in this league. And, and in a city that, I'm telling you, I listen to the sports radio, and I'm, I'm with everybody. Fuck these guys. Hold on. No, no. So you, no, hold on. Yeah. You, you boycott. You boycott the game. Let's say 10,000. 5,000 season ticket holders boycott this game this weekend. How about they boycott for the next four games? Hold on. Let me think. Boycott it. What does that do? It sends a message that 
You want your money for concessions. You want your money for all these things that this is where you're going to make your money. You're also going to have it so that when the game starts and, and they're showing your game on national television, they're showing empty seats. You're Chicago. There's, there's how many people in the metropolitan area here? 13 million people? And you can't fill up your stadium because people are fed up with you? Listen, I mean, the players suck. The defense yeah, sucks, I, but the, the teams... The I teams understand try. this if this is the Cubs who have been a failure for 100 years. But it's not the Cubs. Who did you play? Where did we play these last two games? Was it at home? Neither one of them were at home. And how many games have they won at home where, this year? Where were how they? many games have they won at home this year? Zero. But okay. where were we? <laughs> so? at, at two of the highest scoring offenses, biggest time offenses in the entire league, Green Bay and New England. Are you Green Bay, you're that the division rival who I'm, you play all the time. Is it that unexpected to have Green Bay kick the crap out of you? No. Yeah. Is it that unexpected it, to have New England kick the crap out of you? Hold on a second. Because those two teams are kicking the crap out of everybody right now. No, 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 no. Everybody. Are you expected, as a division rival, as a team that, when people come to Chicago, I know the first thing we need to do is beat Green Bay. And you laid down. And then you had your opponent, Randall Cobb, say after the game, we knew that if we jumped on him early, they would lay down for us. But you're you're blaming management, not the players. I'm, yes, that's uh, the season ticket holder. Who else could I that's blame? Fine. I don't I, care. I, if I know you're I'm a angry. I'm like, I don't care if you're a season. That's who Rick Teller is talking out to. Of the wrong, Rick that's Teller. not Rick Teller. It's Rick Morris. Rick Morris. That's who. Teller's smart. Morris season eight. That's who Rick Morris is calling. This whole thing the only way that you're going to get messages through to because it doesn't matter. They're going to get the. What's the message you're trying to get? That we don't like the or the way that you're running the team. Everyone that bought a season ticket holder is this. They paid a ton of money for a PSL, for a private season license. Minimum uh, 1000 bucks, up to $12,000, $14,000 per seat. So everyone there is not giving up their goddamn seats. But if they've already paid the money, it's, it's a family investment. But the product that you're being given is complete schlock. And you can only have one way to get anything through. That's what you have to say. So here's what I say to them. Now mom's gonna do the turkey. Yeah, dad wants ambrosia, so I guess we gotta get those miniature marshmallows. And I'll do the crescent rolls, and you do the cranberry. You know I can't cook. <laughs> Nine times. <clears throat> yeah, well, I'll see you tomorrow then. Gobble, gobble. Away. Oh boy. Oh boy, what? 
That's how I feel as a bear fan, as we all do. But I don't agree with you. We'll move on. That's this is like politics. I am upset with I the say players. Like, put this one on the Facebook and let our fans have their say on that. Don, what you well, do as a as a fan? That was one of the questions that we didn't answer. Is, what what you, what's up with your team? Uh, well, then we just handed out. Yeah. So there you go. So we just we answered for you there. Uh, let's go I on. I feel to the better next that game. I got it out of my system. Though. I needed to get a little bit of that cathartic. All right, good, good, good. We're happy. <clears throat> let's move on. Texans, Browns. I'll go through it real quick. Yeah, actually. do it. Um, obviously, it's going to be a three-headed monster. Ben Tate came out and said that he, well, he didn't say it, but he insinuated. I'm not so sure I would have gone to the Browns if I knew I was going to be part of a three-man tag team here. Um, they're going to give Ben Tate the ball this week. I'll tell you that right now, and that's that's my guess. Uh, simply, when guys come out, they try and get them the ball, uh, especially if it's a guy who was paid and came over there specifically to be be a lead guy. Um, I'm thinking that it's going to be the Tate show, and they hold on to the ball quite a bit. They're awesome at time of possession. I think that the Browns actually win this game, especially with Mount coming in being his first game uh, under center. I just don't see Houston being able to. Take it to the Browns. The Browns are actually a pretty darn good team. First place. I was going to ask you about Tate. Do you think it's also maybe at this point? Because they have, they do have two rookies. These are two rookies in, in West and Crowell who yeah. have shown talent. So do you think that also him bitching about it, they're going to kind of give him enough rope to hang himself so that if he has a bad performance, then it justifies them being able to go back to the rookies? Well... I mean, question. I, I, to, to me, it's a management type move. It's yeah. kind of like, I'll, all right, all right. Uh, you want to put yourself out there? I'll get, here's the news. Put your neck in it, and let's see if you survive. And but, maybe he cuts the news, and he does. But maybe he gets a guy. Yeah, maybe he gets a guy. He's got a shooter that's going to take it out for him. Because <laughs> the fact that matters that this offensive line, it, good, bad, and the ugly. Tuco was the guy sitting on the. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. This that's offensive like, line is on. good enough to um, at least listen. That their whole offensive strategy is based around running the ball. The offensive line is good enough to get a runner who gets uh, you know twenty plus carries enough fantasy points for us uh, fantasy owners to do well. If Ben Tate gets those carries, he's going to do well. If West gets those carries, he's going to do well. If Crowell gets those carries, he's going to do well. If Tate gets those carries, the the only question with Tate is is it will he get injured? That's the question. I, I mean, he can be effective. He can not be effective. Both those other run, all three of those running backs are good. That's, I mean, I, I, what was the question again? Well, no, I mean, <laughs> where am I? No, I was just asking you, I was just saying. We're not talking, we're not asking questions. Really, I was just school. saying, we were gonna, they, I knew that they were going to get Will, he, will he hang himself? No, he won't hang himself. What The hanging himself will be is if he injures himself. It's They're going to stick with well, what works. Is Clowney playing in this works. game? Because I want to see one of those Clowney sticking no, them in the back. They're going to stick with what works, and it's going to be a three-man tandem. Whoever gets a hot hand, and they go with And that's just the way it is. Really? One week away from uh, Josh Gordon. takes a bit of a backseat because he's fumbled too much. Yeah. Josh Gordon, one week, he comes back next week. Um, if he's available in your league, it's probably highly unlikely. Uh, pick him up. What do you guys? Let's just quickly talk about foreshadowing. What do you expect there? One second. Uh, each of you is, is Josh Gordon from twelve to fourteen or twelve to week sixteen. Is he going to be the kind of guy that's a great wide receiver, wide receiver three, wide receiver two? And uh, what are your expectations? I, I don't does know. He pick it right up. I, I, I don't know if he picks it right up or not. But you know what? They're going to get do. Everything they can to get everything they can out of him because whether they want to decide as, a, as an organization that they want to keep him and get behind him, or because of the the close strikes that he's got on him that they want to trade him, the, the more that they play him, yeah, the better odds they are either way. Great point. I don't know what happens that first week he comes back, but he's a wide receiver one for the rest of the year. Period. 
Yeah, he's that, that, that's all I got to say. Texas, Texas quickly. Looks like Arian Foster's back, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Foster will be back. He'll be playing. Uh, they may try and scale back his carries a bit. They, they don't want to see all this go downhill from here. Uh, Blue will get his carries. Uh, Foster scares me. I would, Like I was talking about, uh, Fantasy Pros, they wanted a, a rankings on pickups this week. A lot of people didn't work high on Alfred Blue. I am. I still am, and I still will be. I don't trust that Aaron Foster is going to make it the rest of this year. How can you? How can you? After all the carries that he had in the previous years and the breakdowns that he's had, and then the amount of carries that he had in the first half of the season, you, you, you can't put that much stress on the body and expect it to hold up. We know so what's going to happen, though. When he plays, he scores a touchdown. Oh, he's oh, he's he's he looks like the best Every running time he back. Plays, he's a stud. Yeah, yeah. Three soft tissue injuries already this year. Three of them. Hamstring, uh, calf, and the, and the last one, which was the... Uh, Whatever the fuck it was. Kleenex, the Kleenex? Yeah, you know. I think it was the Kleenex tissue. Yeah, it might have been. <laughs> no, it was Puffs. It was Pretty Puffs. Much. I think it was the yeah, I tripped puffs over my lotion. Lotion. I think it was the yeah, I tripped over my dog injury. Yeah. Well, it was the I got a hot blonde pregnant, uh, and <laughs> I'm not admitting to it, but there's a lot of people outside my house injury. All right, let's uh, let's let's go on to uh, anything else, Texans? Nah. Yeah, and I just I wouldn't expect a lot out of the receivers this week with Mallard being his first no. game. Even though they had the bye week to prepare, you know. It could only be one good thing for uh, Andre Johnson, though. Any sort of change is a good thing for him. I'm not saying that all of a sudden he's going to be great, but when nothing's working and something changes on the guy that's getting the ball to the wide receiver, it's a great time. Yeah, the worst that could happen is that nothing works still. Yeah, still. (laughs) You suck both ways or you can improve. Mm -hmm. I'll say the other thing, too, that we mentioned this at the beginning of the year. We, We saw a change in this quarterback position coming. We initially thought because Mallet wasn't there at the time that it was going to be rookie Tom Savage, uh, but you know Mallet. Mallet gets first crack. They they yes. fucked themselves big time. They could have gone. They could have had a Manziel. They could have had a Bridgewater. They chose not to take a quarterback. Was it the fourth or sixth round? Was Savage taken? Fourth. I think it was fourth. So, uh, and everyone, the whole oh, we might watched six. He might have been six. He we watched yeah, those together. Every single person on uh, NFL Network. Talking about when this draft was going on, it's like when is the Texans are up. Why are they not fourth? Fourth. Why are they not taking a court? This is a team that needs a quarterback more than any te- in the league, and there are some great quarterbacks that could really help this franchise, especially one that was local, and they could have gone and grabbed him. It made no sense. And they're not even set in a situation where they're uh, in the marketplace to be. Uh, in the runnings for the uh, uh, Mario or, or what's a Marchietta yeah, yeah. or whatever it is, the, the duck. It was. <laughs> it made no sense. All right, we're done with that game. Moving on, Bengals Saints. Uh, let's start. We talked a lot about a lot of players already on this podcast in this one. So let's you know because we're running long, we got to kind of catch up. Let's make this one really quickly. We know we think AJ Green is obviously the key to the whole offense. Dalton's coming off his worst game, the worst game of a quarterback since what'd you say, '82? Dog? Who? who what, Dalton. No, Dalton. We're, we're on the. We're on the we're, you, you skipped. Oh, yeah. I hit the Falcons. Falcons. Sorry. Falcons. I undid the, the Falcons, yeah, not the Texans. Panthers. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Falcons, Panthers. I apologize. Uh, let's go. So these are two. Here, two yeah, struggling teams in the NFC South. Uh, sorry, how about, how about the fact that, wrong that uh, New Orleans loses, right? And, you, you know, and that last second horrible uh, loss uh, to, to San Francisco. After San Francisco had a horrible last second loss the week before to, uh, to St. Louis. A lot of drama going on there. But as bad as it is, the, the 49ers needed that one more because the New Orleans Saints didn't lose any ground because no one in their division can win. Yeah. So now you put these two teams up against each other. 
you know, Cam Newton had a, an embarrassing, embarrassing performance throughout most of the game on, on uh, Monday night. It got saved by two late touchdowns to Calvin Benjamin, and he ended up throwing for over 300 yards, two touchdowns, three interceptions. Was sacked, what, like nine times, had the ball knocked out of his hand. When he's kneeling down in the, in the pocket calling the plays, he can barely get up. He, didn't, he couldn't run for any yards. There's good news on the front. You're playing the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons, get this, as a defense, I don't know if you guess, how many sacks do you think they have as a team? Nine. Eleven. Eleven. Eleven? That's two uh, yeah, That's two more than the Eagles had last it. night. Yes, I <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> he just got harassed in one night what they've done in a whole season. Yeah. So I can guarantee you that Crazy. Cam Newton's going to have time in the pocket to throw in this game. The other good news is that uh, Atlanta's also allowed five 300-yard passers on the season. So, and that's good news for Cam because right now he's not, he doesn't have the ankle. It, it, it's not feeling good. He's not running right now. So he needs to be able to sit in the pocket. This is a game where actually I think you can feel more comfortable of him as a passer. Um, that he, I think he, he makes a couple connections to Benjamin this game. I, I do believe that that's possible. Listen, this guy is hurt. I'll tell you right now. I know he's he, hurt. He, he, hurt. he, he hurt couldn't bad. get up. It wouldn't shock me if at some point they came out this week. It wouldn't shock me if he didn't practice Wednesday or Thursday. I mean, if he just got one limited session in there, it wouldn't shock me if, if they just decided, you know what, let's rest him again. Quick question. He looked at the end of that game. He Why was, was he in the game? Why was he in I mean, the game after they were down 30-odd points or whatever it was? In the After you're like... Three minutes left in the third. You could have pulled him out. He's getting murdered every single drop back. You know why? He's your franchise. I'll tell you why. Rivera plays fantasy football. <laughs> That's it. Played it simple. They don't like, call him Riverboat Ron yeah, for nothing. Dude, the, guy, the guy's got Newton on his team, and he's like, So he's I like Pete Rose? He's like Pete Rose? Throw it up to Kelvin. I got Kelvin on my team. I'm going to win this week. He's betting on his own players. He's Pete Rose. I got a connection. I went for the connection and draft. Absolutely. I'm only betting on him to win. You can't ban me from the Hall of Fame. I'm only betting on my team to win. He's got something going on. That's the only explanation. Quickly, Falcons. Julio Jones had 100 yards this week. Uh, you had uh, Roddy, I think, higher than you had him all season last week at about 10 or 11 or something like yeah, that. For 12 wide, or something. Like, I mean, okay. I meant 12 or 11. Sorry, you're right. 12 or 11 uh, for wide receivers. Came yeah. through. Came through. Played well. I actually am glad. As we said, I go by your rankings a lot on the advice we give on Facebook and Twitter and second opinions and all that. And uh, Corson, Ryan Corson, one of our fans that loves the uh, the the Falcons, asked who should I go. I'm like, you got to go with your boy, Blue. Got to go with Friday. And Absolutely. right when I saw him having a nice game, I'm like, dogmatic, dogmatic. Well, the problem is, though, that team is now a two wide receiver team, also. Yeah. Matt Ryan. This was a game. They played Tampa Bay last week. You're supposed to light them up. Absolutely. 219 yards. And one touchdown. touchdown. Steven Jackson probably had his best game as a Falcon, right? I know. I had had him higher than I had him. Highest or second highest I've had. Well, the two times I've had him in the top 20 were both against Tampa. Um, And he's done well in both of those games. He does normally do well against those. uh, Bottom feeders. Yeah, (laughs) against the bottom feeders, basically, at this point. They they try and run them. Um, Do I see the Falcons having an outstanding game in this one? No. No, I don't. I, I, I want to jump on your bandwagon. I'll, I'll, I'll lay it on the line. Again, we mentioned this earlier. Dome team, Atlanta, on the road. How they perform. Historically bad for Matt Ryan. Do you know that it's continued for him this year? Is it a big surprise? 
The dude uh, has only thrown seven touchdowns, six interceptions uh, on the road this season. I think that's in five games. Uh, while completing 8% less of his passes on the road than he has at home. And last season, remember what we said what he did last week in the, in the prime matchup against Tampa? Do you know what he did last year against Carolina? At Carolina? Like, oh, oh, zero 219 touch. yards. Yep. Like one touchdown. One. It wasn't one touchdown. Three interceptions. Yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. Ooh. However, I will state this. Um, Carolina's defense Ooh. isn't what it was last year. No. But they can still stop the shit out of the run now. The key goes back and everything. They they bottled up. That, I love that watching him play. Absolutely. Keekley is just one of the most underrated. Un- not only more, he's, he's not underrated, underrated, underrated anymore. Underrated. He's not underrated anymore, but when he came in the league, he was underrated. You know, was a top ten listen, pick, though. You're not going to run on this team. Ryan's going to be forced to pass. And if he's passing all day long, he's going to put up some points for you. It's not going to be a terrible fantasy game for him. I'll tell you that right now. He's going to put up some fantasy points for you, but it's going to be on volume. I like it. The one thing I liked about watching uh, the game last night, the pregame with uh, Gruden. Gruden said, uh, "Well, you didn't he, like the shake." The no, day? no. He was basically like, "This Keekley uh, guy, uh, Keekley guy, is one of the smartest players we've ever interviewed and talked to beforehand. He's one of the sharpest guys. He's like basically saying that we've seen in years. Basically saying like this guy and meeting and doing that interviewing process before the game on Saturday, or Friday, whenever they do it. He's like the top of the tops, but." The way that he connects and he flips that switch on game day, and he doesn't become this smart guy, this heady guy, this really button-down guy, and just goes nuts. Those—that's the way a lot of the best players in the history of the game are. Yeah, Rice was the same way. Dick Buckus was the same way. Buckus was the same way. These guys that are totally smart, but they're actually so smart. That they can have split personalities. You know what it is? And when they're on the field and they walk through that tunnel and the game's going around, the moment is there, they are totally, undeniably so someone different. Because all that preparation leads up to them going into that game day feeling so supremely confident that they know that they are going to make the right decisions. And you saw it. You can, I'll give you a wrong decision he made. The Darren Sproles touchdown, right? He guessed the wrong gap. He went inside and they flipped it outside. That doesn't happen very often because every other time, this is what I'm saying. Watch Sproles a Carolina game. I know, but that was also in Sproles only carry a play yeah. because they love to keep him involved. Um, uh, <laughs> you know, even though he had a great fantasy game, one one carry, uh, two he, carries or two one one reception. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like way that, to yeah. keep him going. Well, we'll talk about him later, but but there, his his counterpart. But, well, it was 12 carries, 19 yards. I know. Yeah. It's just the worst. Bad. So first bad. pick overall, on, essentially the leader, 95% of the league. The only in the clubhouse for the GS, GSBS, the Golden Sombrero Bitch Slap Award. Oh he God. is by far and away. There are, there are six contenders yes. that are still alive. You can only so, blame so much on that offensive line. Something's got to come on to yeah. his head. One thing I will say, Pyro Promo, Bitch Slap. Uh, epi- uh, installment. installment Installment 2 Comes out tomorrow uh, Houdini d- d- got it done a little bit later But I apologize I'm getting it out about 4 or 5 days After it was given to me Better late than never You guys are going to get your Houdini uh, bitch slap going tomorrow And, then, and right. then the good news is You only got to wait until after week 12 And then you'll have another installment for Nice, yeah. love it Let's move on to the next game And as I kind of abruptly jumped the wrong game We've talked about a bunch of players here. Bengals, Saints. Let's uh, let's dive deep into that. We talked about uh, AJ Green being important. 
We talked about the toe. I think he got 10 days. I'm expecting something better, but again, the toe issue is not a great one when you're cutting. You're saying Giovanni's coming back? I'm hoping he'll be back. You know, I, I don't want to say he's definitely coming back because um, nothing's been said yet and they haven't had a practice week yet. But I'm, I'm thinking he's going to come back for this one. Um, Cincinnati needs it. They need, they need him at this point. Um, and it's a good defense to come back against. I don't think he'll have the greatest game of his life. Uh, he'll still split with uh, Jeremy Hill. But uh, if he comes back, he's, you know, a decent, play, at least a, a you know, RB2 flex play for you for sure. And now with Sanu, did he get banged up this week too? Or is everything okay with, with him? No, as far as I know, Sanu is just fine. Okay. Yeah. Let's go on. Bengals, obviously, Dalton probably got dropped in a lot of leagues. We're not suggesting you pick him up. I don't know. Isn't it? Eifert's done for the think year. There's nothing to think about. Here's, here's, what, here's what you're looking about for Dalton. Dalton was, remember, what was he, top four? Uh, I think he was fifth, fifth last fifth, year. Fifth last year? Yeah, top okay. four or five last year. Yeah, four, it, I think it, it might have been. Yeah. What changed? Jay Gruden. Yeah. Gone. He Offense. got the money. So they went from this offense that was a much more pass-oriented offense to being a much more run-oriented offense first. Uh, A.J. Green not being 100% A.J. Green, not having Marvin Jones, not having any of these other weapons that they've had. They've become just much more of a vanilla-style offense. So that's why I just don't see him becoming anything great going down the stretch. I did make one nice, really big bet in my, uh, my one league that I play in, Shuttlesby. Uh, I love you, crossed and shut. But when you bet me, when you challenged me and said that Andy Dalton was going to put up more points than Andrew Luck this year, oh. not only did I give you a point a game, I said you can have a full fancy point a game. I said that you are ridiculous, and I'll give you five to one odds on this one. And you know what? It's already over. Time to say, Bellers! Celebrate that victory. <laughs> We talked about the Saints a lot, so starting. No, I, mean, I, I do Ingram, love a Mark Ingram. Ingram, 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 obviously, what did he get? Twenty-eight carries last week. I mean, he's, he's going to start to break down a little bit. But he's got one more good game in him here. To run back. Sure, and Pierre, against and Pierre will be coming back. What two weeks? Yeah, so, I told uh, someone yeah. to drop. I told Anna Marcus. I told you to drop Pierre um, for Jordan Matthews. Was that a good call by me? That sounds yes. pretty good. Okay, good. Well, See, I got your back. I got your back. Here's here's what the, I, I want to make a quick point about what you just said there because I think it's really important in fantasy when you get a guy and, and depending on I don't know how, well, how many teams were in that league ten or twelve or let's say it's even a twelve team league depending on what's on the waiver wire right there are times where there are guys like Pierre Thomas it's not worth holding on to him for four weeks while he's injured fill that roster spot with someone that you can plug in because there's enough of these players out there especially in ten team leagues that you can pick up. In a 12-team league, I bet you there's players out there that you can pick up off the waiver wire as well. So, Pierre's been a big yeah. disappointment. Uh, and Mark Ingram's getting more carries, more opportunities, more looks, more touches than anyone out there. I can't. All, I, I agree with you that he probably can't, could get banged up again. He's obviously already been out three or four games with that hand injury. But the way the, the position is now and the way things are in fantasy football, I can't always think about the injury. They're inevitable. No. But this guy is getting the tote. And until he gets injured, you got to be like, running back, NFL, okay, this is what happens. I'm riding him. you got to ride him. All right. Next game. Yeah, let's go to the next game. Buccaneers or Redskins? On paper, sounds terrible, but I think we all agree, fantasy-wise, this week could be uh, pretty nice. Let me just say, color scheme, it's going to be horrible. (laughs) It's going to be ugly. Yeah, I will 
I will put a, a, a light white sheet over the TV yeah. and listen to it as I'm watching the game and watch shadows I, go across the no, TV. No, no. I'm, I'm, I, got, I, got, I got a special tuner. I'm putting it on the black and white. There I, you go. You know? Oh, that's good. They, like they'll it. still okay. look bad, but I'll barely be able to tell them apart. But I'll still go that way. Yeah, no, it, it'll, it'll be like it. Speaking of black and white, do you remember? Did you have the Atari when you were a kid? Of course. Okay. Do you remember the bowling game? Yes. And do you remember when you would switch it to the black and white mode that the one bowler had like multicolored pants? Yeah, called it night mode. Night mode, right? They called it night mode. Yeah. It's black and white. Yes, it was black and white. Let's call it night mode. Yeah. (laughs) Of course, (laughs) I fucking remember. Um, All right. Getting back to the game at hand here, real quick. I, I do like RG3 this week. I like him quite a bit. Uh, Tampa Bay is giving up a ton of points They're to horrible. the uh, to the, uh, the quarterback position. RG three is in a great position here because they are terrible with speed guys in that secondary. The Deshaun, Jackson. Deshaun Jackson and Pierre Garcon for that matter, and a Jordan Reed. Uh, you're going to get happiness out of all three of those guys. I do like um, even a you know even Halo coming out of that backfield will catch some. Let's passes. put it this way: I do like what Griffin's going to do this week. The the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the worst team at defending wide receivers, allowing just under 30 points mm-hmm. per game. Uh, the same thing goes for running backs and quarterbacks. They're, they're, they're allowing a ton of points. Yeah, so they're just not very good on defense. No. And, and again, I'm telling you, this is, this is a game where... It's in Washington. I, I like Alfred Morris, too. Alfred Morris, as we, as we always mentioned, how much more effective he is when RG3... Is under center, plain and so, and his like his yard per carry goes up by almost a yard. Uh, yep. It's it's there are just so many more things about his game that get so much better. So I think this is the situation where it's it's perfect for him too. One thing I, I'm not looking at it right now, but I, I, if I remember correctly, I think that Tampa Bay doesn't give up a lot of rushing yards to the quarterback position. Um, but hey, t- t- this is a whole different animal in RG three. Uh, it, it's very possible. Yeah, twenty-three yards on nineteen carries for uh, for for quarterbacks. But the fact of the matter is, they don't need to run. No. You can pass all over them. Why would you want to run? And it's not like everybody's being covered. Right. <laughs> there's somebody open, so there's no need to run. Um, I wouldn't worry about that. RG three is going to have a great game um, in this one. Going the other side of the ball, Washington. Listen, they can uh, they can cover that run pretty well. They're very good against the run. But against the pass, they can still be beat. And let's talk about Mike Evans. Yeah, that, that kid can play. That kid has a touchdown knack that um, you tend to get out of the taller, bigger receivers, obviously. But, I mean, Valverde is going to be on the podcast next week, then. Um, next week. I mean, Valverde could probably do a little bit better in coverage than Washington could ever since uh, D'Angelo Hall went out. So... I mean, it wouldn't shock me at all if uh, Mike Evans had a good game. Vincent Jackson has had kind of a down year, obviously, a little bit. You know what it is? This is a passing of a torch, right? Look at the last two weeks that Mike Evans has had. These are the games that Vincent Jackson had last year. Seven catches, 124 yards, two touchdowns two weeks ago. Oh, seven catches, 125 yards, and a touchdown last week. Sounds pretty consistent to me. Yeah. What are his season stats? Because I was looking at some of those other rookies. What is catches, uh, yards, touchdowns? 39, 585, and five touchdowns. But again, all of his damage has really come in the past 
it's really since week six. He had the same. It's the same. Since week six, he had he had he had four for fifty five and a touchdown, then four for seventy eight, no touchdowns, and then the two games that we just mentioned. Yeah, yeah. he's getting there. All of them are kind of getting their role, getting even more going. Where Calvin isn't doing volume, but he's getting touchdowns. I think he only had three catches this week, right? Oh, Evans, you're talking about? No, Calvin Benjamin. Oh, I'm Benjamin. About yeah, 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 yeah. All right, sorry. I keep on sorry. going. I love my rookie quarterbacks. I'm running backs. Wide receivers. Wide receivers. Tight, Tight ends. ends. Coaches. Kickers. <laughs> punters. <laughs> Wouldn't expect much out of the uh, oh, Buccaneers agree. backfield. I know everybody's loving a, a Sims. This isn't the week to uh, to be taking a chance on him. Going forward, I, I do like his prospects, but it's still going to be rainy Rainey doing a little something. I wouldn't expect much out of him either. Yep. Next game. All right. Broncos. Rams. Oof. Well, let's go. Is CJ Anderson question uh, that we got um, from Brandy Lou on uh, Facebook was, hey, why'd you leave out uh, CJ Anderson for a pickups piece? Here's kind of why I did, to be honest. Um, we had been asked by Fantasy Pros, who we talked to earlier, Dogmatica finished 20th this week. 20th on Fantasy Pros, which is, yep. uh, we were talking about Barry and all those other guys where they stand in the season. We know you stand at 8th, which is sick. You've also had three top five performances. Uh, and that was through nine weeks, so that was one third of the time you were top five. 20, still awesome. Keep it up. Uh, you're 8th overall. But um, you they, we, you did a write-up on the website for them on, on some of the... Pickups and yeah, waiver wire stuff. Pickups and stuff like that. And they so. kind of came back to you and they said, "Hey, you know, now that Hillman's out for a couple weeks, what do you think about CJ Anderson?" And you sent me a text. Yeah, well, I mean, I'll tell you. Listen, I, Ball's coming back. Uh, I mean, and Ball is going to be the man. Listen, CJ Anderson is an up and down type of guy. He does have his good spurts, and I do like what I see from him when he has his good spurts. But then all of a sudden, he'll just completely fall apart, and nothing will work for him at all. And they have to take him out. Because he's just not that good. All right, Monty Ball has some dynamic aspects to him, and when you watched him last year in that in that sideshow type of uh, type of type of uh, position for him, he did awesome in that position. He's lost some weight over this time period where he's been out. He's lost some weight, which has made him a lot quicker. Um, with Hellman being out for a couple weeks, I see Ball and Anderson splitting. But I think the ball gets the majority of them. But ball can catch the ball out of the backfield. I do like Anderson a little bit more knowing that Hellman is going to be out for a couple weeks. But I wouldn't depend on him. I wouldn't say that he's the greatest pickup since sliced cheese. He's going to do a decent job until Hellman gets back. But then it's going to be the Hellman and ball show. It's just for a couple weeks. And it's only a minor role. All I'm going to say is you got Juwan Thompson was supposed to be the guy. C.J. Anderson, Monty Ball, Ronnie Hellman. The ghosts of Shanahan have returned. <laughs> Did you hear Shanahan wants to coach? He's like, yeah, I want to coach. I'll, I'd love to oh, go. The Bears could yeah. use a coach. No, he's like, no, he's talking college. Oh, he God. wants to go. He, yeah, he wants to go to what do he say? He's like, he either wants Iowa to Florida. Could use a coach. He's like Florida and one other team. He's like, yeah, I'm interested in coach. He wants to go to college. Like SEC. AD, the ads uh, of those colleges are like, oh no, we cannot bring this nightmare. Totally. Could you imagine that guy? Like, you know college what it means? Kids? He'd be whipping them. He'd be he'd be he'd be whipping them. It'd be like it'd be like an episode of of, of, of Blues Brothers. Um, all right, let's talk about the the Broncos or the Broncos. Come on. 
Uh, I thought it was a funny video. We saw Brock Osweiler when they were up by so many points with like five minutes to go in the game. Did you guys see this vine? Uh, the, the greatest vine of all time. <laughs> oh, yeah, God, you yeah. said that to me. I, said I, to I was you. like, I already posted it. You're like, nice. <laughs> oh, it's so hilarious. He's like, yes, finally I get a chance to get in here. We're up by 38 points. There's five minutes left. And you see Peyton like, I'm going to get more points. I got to pad these, these career stats. We don't know how long. And he's like... What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. All right. Wait, Rand- uh, by the way, just can I give you my... my I, I'd already written my write-up yeah, this week for, for Peyton Manning. So my my opener is uh, just another ho-hum week for Peyton. Throwing for 340 yards with five touchdowns, two interceptions, and one of the best vines of disappointment for Brock Osweiler. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> we're, we're, I'm, in a, I'm in a league that rewards basically... Heavily money, heavy of the money, and an automatic uh, playoff bid um, for most points. And we talked about this on podcast. I think it's a good rule, but at the same time, the Falquins, who really aren't that great at this stuff, but two years in a row have gotten Peyton Manning. And Leading the- Manning is pretty much close, I think, if he keeps doing what he's doing, where in that league, he might not be able to be someone you can draft. Well, I, I got to tell you, <laughs> I mean, to, that's how good he's doing. To his credit, it's identifying teams, all right, and and that's something that Moran's morons has done yeah, as yeah. well. You identify the teams that are going to score a lot of points. They drafted both of these two teams that we're talking about right now. Drafted Broncos, Eagles, Saints. Basically, it's basically what they did. They both did, and they're both leading the the league in points right now. Um, granted, it's. Not going to work out every time. If you call the wrong team and something bad happens to one player, it could all go downhill. But they put all their eggs in a couple of baskets yeah. and said, "Hey, this is what we're doing. This is it. if it turns out well, great. If it doesn't, fine." But they're depending on Eagles and obviously Denver, and they're both leading the league right now. Uh, if you take away Peyton Manning from the Falcons, big... they're completely marginal and not Absolutely. that awesome. Absolutely. But it does <laughs> have Peyton Julius Man- Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders as well. No, I, There's no question. That yeah. Emmanuel Sanders is something I griped about that, because I was at the draft, couldn't watch the game, and those putzes were at home watching the game and drafted Emmanuel Sanders. We hadn't because seen him do three. Because Welker went down with a concussion or something in that game, and he knew it, and none of us, helped. None of us knew it, because we couldn't watch. Cheap. Cheap. So bullshit. All right, enough of your guys' fancy. Oh, Vi- Houdini. Yeah, I, I, I have to throw the mic talking if about If I don't throw it, if the sarcasm right. doesn't come yeah, in from no, this no, side, then it doesn't. Dude, let's doesn't talk about true. it for another hour. I love it. Let's go. Let's go to the Rams. <laughs> Let me talk to you about my fifth league. <laughs> let's go to the Rams. Anything? Ram it. Ram it. Let's move on. There's really not much. To There's talk not about much to talk about. Trey, Ma- Trey Mason is getting the bulk of the carries, and he's got the game-breaking ability. Zach Stacy sucks. You're not going to get anything worth of any value out of him. Benny Cunningham is giving you middling yards. What do you want? No, <laughs> nothing's going nothing's to happen. Successful here. surgery for Brian Quick, I heard. Hey, right, congratulations. Cool. Nice. Awesome. awesome. Tavon Austin, sweet pick, six overall. All right, 49ers. Um, Colin Kaepernick caused a, cre- uh, a buzz this week by Sunday evening posting a picture to Twitter of him with his f- finger to his mouth, and he goes, uh, he goes, prove the haters wrong. Was his meme on it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Colin Kaepernick, win a Super Bowl. You don't have to beat a team that's already playing shitty in a great game that you had one touchdown. You really didn't do all that much. Kaepernick, he, you guys know, two years ago, probably my favorite player in the league. 
I don't. I'm not such a big fan anymore. I'll snore all night. Gee, if your kid spills his milk, what do you do? Slap him in the head? What? 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 What is that supposed to mean? You're not a very tolerant person. Look, you've been under my skin since New York, starting with ripping off my cab. God, you're a tight ass. How'd you like a mouthful of teeth? Oh, and hostile, too. Nice personality combination. Hostile and intolerant. That's borderline criminal. Screw you. You spill beer all over the bed. You smoke. You, you, you mess up the bathroom. Well, who let you stay in the room? I even let you pay for it so you wouldn't feel like an intruder, which you most certainly are. <laughs> I'm an intruder. Yes, you're an intruder. I was having a perfectly nice trip until you walked into my life. I walked into your life. Who was that who talked my ear off on the plane? Who was that? I'm curious. Well, who told you to book a room? I did, out of the goodness of my dumb old heart. Boy, you're an ungrateful jackass. Well, go ahead, sleep in the lobby, see if I care. I hope you wake up so stiff you can't even move. You're no saint. You've got a free cab, you've got a free room. And someone who'll listen to your boring stories. I mean, didn't you, didn't you notice on the plane when you started talking, eventually I started reading the vomit bag? <laughs> didn't that give you some sort of clue, like, hey, maybe this guy's not enjoying it? You know, everything is not an... Hi, I'm Anecdote. What can I get you? I need six large pies. I want six large pies too. Hey now, we just, we just got thrown the uh, the Domino's app. Just I got said, hey Tom, hey Tom, give me give me some pies. You might want to figure out where that came from so that we can play another audio. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Tom, Tom will be fine. Good times. Moving on. Uh, I don't even want to talk about the 49ers. You got, you got Crabtree saying, I feel like I'm a third option. You're looking like you are. Yeah. You got a guy like... If it wasn't for like the bailout play where they had to extend the play how long to get him the ball? And he and that was a great chuck What's by it? Kaepernick. But at the end of the day, friggin' Crabtree, you're dropping a lot of balls. Yeah, I, I'm not going to say that the Kaepernick's accuracy and throws are so amazing that they're always your fault. But there are a lot of plays that are right in your numbers and right in your hands. A guy that I've thought for since he came to the league was one of the better hands guys in the league. And I don't know. I'm going to tell you right now what I will say. The 49ers are excited they didn't sign him to a huge extension. I don't think he's going to be a 49er really uh, with his next contract. No, I don't and think so either. I, I, it's not going to happen. And what I hope for Crabtree's sake, because I do love his talent, I love him as a player, I hope he's not the next Hakeem Nix. Hakeem Nix had an opportunity to sign a $50 million contract with the Giants. He was like, no, nope, let's do it. And I'm not saying that Crabtree's been turning the big stuff down, but I just hope he's not that and, and he's, you know, I, I just don't know. And how about how about Vernon Davis? He's a complainer. Worst. Though. Yeah, he is a complainer. He's yeah, a bitch. Uh, it's 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 a bummer. To he's have an entitled diva bitch. Yeah. Uh, let's move on from the fucking 49ers and the Giants. Well, one question. I will. But one question. Vernon Davis. Yeah. I, Listen, the these guy, are great. You like him this week. I like him this week, specifically this week, because the Giants cannot cover those tight ends at all. For some reason, I have a feeling that Vernon Davis finally does something this week. He's our graphic this week. He is. Listen, he hasn't um, barely done anything at all this this year. But when he is getting the targets, they're on the road. When he is putting up any sort of numbers whatsoever, they've been on the road. And that's just the way it's going to be this season for him. He's had a terrible season, but they're going to have to do something against the Giants. The Giants, 
Listen, the Giants have been giving up all over the place in every position. They are not the greatest defense at all. They've had a lot of injuries, um, especially their secondary. I see Vernon Davis being able to exploit it a little bit this year. Uh, I mean, this weekend. Um, Am I banking on it? No. Would I be confident starting him? Um, No, especially after what he's done so far this year. This year, yeah. You talk about epically bad. Okay, his first game of the season, he had four catches for 44 yards and two touchdowns. That was 44 yards. That was the most yards he's had all season. He has not had a touchdown since. Listen to the Dickens stat line. He hasn't had more than four catches since. Three for 39, two for eight, three for 30, two for 21, two for 19, one for eight. He's calling oh. he's, he's calling the, uh, the the Kansas City Chiefs like sorry Alex about all that stuff I talked to you I I you know he actually was on what? Team Alex remember he yeah, was that's on right. Alex Smith's side right. he's like, right. he's like I know the Kels is looking pretty good but let's do that whole two tight end assault I think he's calling up Carl Pickens going 1992 Hey check out my Rookie of the Year stats that I'm putting <laughs> up this year <laughs> Nice. Oh my God! He needs to grow the dreads back or something. But let's be honest. He had dreads? I don't remember him. Oh yeah, the first couple of years. But uh, Vernon Davis, he's another guy. He's a bitch. All right, Giants. Mm. Anything to say? Bitch slap. Bitch slap. Jennings might be back. And might Jennings coming back? Yeah, I, I need that. Well, I mean, it looks like he, he will be back to be honest. But um, we'll, we'll we'll see. I, again, it's we got to go through the week of practice first. I'm not gonna when somebody's out on a multi-week injury. And they're supposed to be back at a certain time. I'm not going to state on this podcast before I know if he's actually practiced or not that he's going to be back. People, we record this on Tuesday, and the important practices for the week are really Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah, that plain and simple. I I can't say for sure he's going to be back. It looks like he will. But how about this? Let's let's say this because I think this is what our listeners want to know. When he is back, if, yeah, if he he's comes the man. back this week, okay. one hundred percent man. Andre Williams has proven to everyone he can't do it. He, he, oh, I he need can't. this guy back so that bad. That guy cannot run for more than three yards to carry. Uh, to listen, he's a straight-ahead runner, plain and simple. He can he, actually he does really well right at the goal line. Well, that's, that's what he is. Between one and two yards out from the goal line, maybe three yards at most. He he's is the awesome. second incarnation of touchdown Tommy Vardell. Exactly. He's a, yeah, he's a battering ram. He is not a he's not a. He, He's not a guy that lets the play unfold and can find a hole. Yeah. Patience in, in yeah. there and, and, yeah. and find a hole? No, he looks to find a guy to hit. Yeah. He was so bad that they decided to try and give Peyton Hillis 10 plus And look how touches good. The look other how week. good. Okay, like we talked about how good he looked. Okay. I guess he, yeah, he did kind of. Right now, Peyton, did, he looked a lot better than him. He Okay, you mentioned this earlier in the podcast. You want to know who... Uh, these are the two guys. If I'm going into training camp, please, if I'm a running back, let these guys be in my camp. Daniel Thomas or Andre Williams. I will look so good next to you. <laughs> you <laughs> so make Peyton true. Hillis and Damian Williams look all pro. It's true. <laughs> all right, anything... One thing I'll say, and you guys, if you guys want to quickly wrap up the Giants... Awesome, awesome. Uh, Casey's goal is to provide you with awesome. well, I have no idea where that's coming from, so hey. Uh, ODB, that play on. Check out some other windows, bro. No, I think it's, you're not. Pro Football Reference. Okay. Thank you very much. Um, thanks a lot. I Thank you very much, get... Pro Football. There's your, there's your anti. I'm not mentioning you. Remember, we used to use it. We'd be like, well, these guys, how, why aren't these guys trying to monetize their, uh, their traffic and all their work? I guess they are. <laughs> like, hit me yeah. with music every Calgon, take me away. My husband's playing fantasy football right now. It's their stupid little ad in the top right-hand corner. ODB, awesome friggin' triple move on Seymour. 
in that to oh, make oh, that God, yeah. triple oh, move. Yeah. Triple move. That is a good time. When you see a, a rookie, I hate Richard Sherman. I think he's a cock knocker. I understand why people love him. Love him. He's a cocky guy. He's cocksure. That's awesome. We didn't but talk about him. But seeing ODB doing that was sweet. And we didn't talk about him about rookie wide receivers going forward. Look at what he that move. Now look, Ruben Randall is a guy that I, you know we kind of yeah. liked. You uh, guys, Ruben Randall has no wiggle, has no nothing compared to what Odell Beckham Jr. has. None. No one gave ODB more crap than me from draft from from uh, the combine. Yeah. To. Week five, he whatever, when he time. finally played, than me. Dude, that guy is good. Yeah. All right. I'll give him the Johnny Manziel money sign. Good, good, good. Pretty good Chiefs. Yes. What do you got? Anybody? Uh, I got one thing. The the Seahawk uh, mascot flew off the <laughs> master and went into the crowd. And played on the guy's it. head. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was, was great. Kind of funny. And the best part is if you see that video, there should be a meme of this. Because the bird's on, on the guy's head. There's a woman who's about four or five yeah, rows good. up behind taking who's clapping and laughing, going, oh! oh there's another one that's taking a picture. Oh, they're, they're like this. It's like, but the one that's like, you, you don't know. You would think that that was part of the show. That, like, really? you're supposed to land on that guy's head. Yeah, that's awesome! Yeah, what would you do? Be like, can I help you? No, you'd be like, later, I'm so glad you did it, not me. Poop! Poop, bird, poop. <laughs> <laughs> make, this, make, this, make this be me better. Well, we've talked about it earlier. In my section, if, uh, where, where we have a season ticket holders, as long as it was in the row ahead of me, the guy who sits the third seat in, let a crap on him, the guy who wears a dicka and yells at everybody, dicka jersey and yells at everyone like a jerk, let him poop on his head. All for it. One thing that happened the first, first week, Bears game, and then we'll move on to the Seahawks game, it was great. First week Bears game, there was a uh, who do we play? I'm, I'm spacing the Bills. Bills. First, there was a guy that was going crazy every time the Bills did anything, and I kind of got into a jarring match with him. He's a little bit of an older man. Got jarring with him, jarring with him. He's like rooting for them. I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? After uh, about at the end of the first quarter, someone comes up to a couple. It was this guy and his other buddy. Couple, yeah, you're in my seat. Ah! Damn, take a hike, buddy. Go up higher. These aren't even your seats, you dish. Uh, you can't you can't respond to that one when you get in a little argument and then you gotta get ousted. <laughs> you don't belong here, buddy. Alright, I'm gonna go through this game real quick. Go, nobody's, please, nobody's please. gonna say a thing. I'm not saying damn well. Love it. Okay. Both teams are running teams, they're gonna run all day. Both teams are gonna get up against the run. Neither one is gonna be able to stop them all that much. I think that uh, this I don't know. I can't tell you who's going to come out on top. They're both ball possession teams. It's going to be the quickest game of the week. It wouldn't shock me if both Alex Smith and Russell Wilson had at least 30 rushing yards apiece on some, just some bootlegs and stuff like that where things aren't quite working out. Uh, that's all I got for this game because nobody else is doing a fucking thing. I got a couple questions. Obviously, uh, Christian Michael uh, had a bunch of yards, but only on four carries. Does he get worked into the, the routine more, or is it still just the Marshawn Lynch program? No, I mean, well, Turman had six carries for like 30-something yards, too. They're going to work in. They're running. They are running that ball. They don't have Percy Harvin to throw to anyone. Okay? It's Doug Baldwin and Jermaine Curse. And, and Luke rookie, Wilson, and, yeah, and Luke Wilson and Richardson. You know, Since I mean, you Richardson up. got it's got. I think he's gotten zero catches the last two weeks. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, they don't have Richardson's not involved for a second rounder. Terrible pick. Well, since, you, since you brought up Percy Harvin and the Jets are on a bye, goddamn it for all the Percy Harvin owners. He got traded to the Jets. You lost him that week. 
two bye weeks now you've had to suffer through him. And now, especially as he's fighting. And he sucked balls this week. He had a good game know, two weeks ago. But, 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 you know, starting to put things together, you need him on the field. Don't and now know. he's got a bye again. Yeah. Yep. I want to blow up Percy Harvin like nothing's business. All right. Uh, another question. Kelsey. Anything? Yeah, Kelsey could. I mean, uh, Seattle's actually been giving up to the to tight end. That's a possibility. Kelsey could get some play. He's off and on. You never know what Reed's going to do with him. Um, and, and to tell the truth, I don't even know if it's so much Reed as it is Alex Smith. Um, I mean, Alex Smith has the opportunity to throw it to him, and he's still the leading receiver on their team. And he's the still most the leading receiver with him. So, somewhere I mean, over I the Dwayne ball, Kelsey action. somewhere over the Dwayne ball, had a pretty good week this week. He did. Is that is that incredible? Not not. Not that I'm saying I'm talking maybe for deeper leagues or it's people. Not going to have as good a week this week against the Legion of Boom. No, yeah, that's a good. Agreed. Point. That's a good point. All right, let's move on to the first game in the second half, and this is the Raiders at the Chargers. Um, all right, well we saw the great play. Excuse me, I got the hiccups. Yeah. Uh, saw that great play by um, Carr throwing to an offensive lineman. <laughs> then the offensive lineman runs, gets fumbled, and I love, I love just just. That is the, in a in a in a in a shell. The season for the, the Raiders. The, the Raiders. Oh, the Raiders as an organization. The Oakland Raiders now. Maybe yeah. soon to be the San Antonio Raiders. <laughs> that we're gonna go San That's Antonio. That's the word. It's not. It's gonna be LA or San Antonio. But I'm sorry, Oakland they got the fans. same colors basically as the Spurs. It there works. You go. That does it's work. It's the city's colors. It's black and gray. That does I mean, work. On. And in LA, they've got the same colors as the um, as NWA. But that was when the Raiders were down in LA. So, so if they go to San Antonio, how do you say hole in 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 Spanish? Hole? Yeah, like a hole in the ground. Uh, Negro, whatever, because that's going to be what they're going to be down there. It's not going to be the black hole like it is in. Uh, oh, black hole. Okay, you yeah. want you, you want Negro? I'm like, I know, I know, Negro is black. Right, no, the, Negro, black the Negro, whatever hole. I don't know. Oh, the black hole. I got it. It's gonna be I don't know. It could happen. They're, we, we are just going to see. Or are they going to be like, you know, uh, the Alamo hole? What if they, the are, Alamo, what if they change? Yeah. <laughs> we got to move on. We are I, idiots. I'm trying right to figure now. out what San Antonio's like, like the dog We really don't want to talk about the Raiders football. We want to talk about everything. I would rather it. talk about the other thing. Okay, let me talk about Phillip Rivers then for a second. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Phillip Rivers, they, they, they're coming off of their buy, right? And th- thank God for him because in week nine, Against my at Miami, Philip Rivers had the worst game of his season. Threw for 138 yards, no touchdowns, and three interceptions. Uh, now he gets to play Oakland, and you think you know uh, Oakland actually they look pretty good. I will say in the first quarter against Peyton Manning, early on intercepting him a couple times, putting pressure on him, and then all of a sudden they let they let up a Bell Verde is what they let up. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah, have it's it. It's all good, buddy. Do your thing. Right, it doesn't have to be hit your lips every time. Well, I tried. No, you, you just keep saying, what, what else happened in that? No, so the other thing that was happening was the 51-yard uh, pass uh, to C.J. Anderson, right? The, the, the other we've been talking about here. So then all of a sudden, that changed everything in the game. And all of a sudden, they just became the imploding Oakland Raiders that they always are. So you, you look at it right now, and the last time that Rivers faced them, they imploded for him. He threw for 313 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. So, with the extra preparation, coming off the way that they've been on a bad slide, having the time to prepare for this, I expect Phillip Rivers to get back on track in this game. I fully agree. I think Phillip Rivers, uh, I don't know, sometimes things go wrong. 
All right, and when they do, you go back to the drawing board and you say, all right, well, what makes what makes it right again? He's done fine against Oakland in the past. He'll do fine at home against them this time. Um, I, I expect a great game out of him, to be quite honest. It'll be a good short passing game. I think that uh, when when all when it all comes down to it, I think Keenan Allen will actually be used quite a bit in this game. Yep. A good short, dependable passer is the way it's going to happen. So you, you like Keenan Allen in this game because Keenan Allen is a guy to me that I, I I look at and we talked about all these rookie wide receivers. So here's why I'm not really uh, keen on Keenan Allen this week. Oh, <laughs> the punter is back in town. Yes, yes. yes. So you know Keenan Allen, he still only has one hundred yard receiving game on the season. Other than that, he only has three games with more than fifty yards. So then you look at the fact of okay, well what has he done against Oakland? And earlier this season, he had three catches for 27 yards against Oakland. But then you can go, okay, well, but look, what did he do against them last year? Well, last year, he had a great game against them the first time. He had over 100 yards, and he had a touchdown. But what did he do in the second game against them, which was at the end of the season? So the really the more recent game of vintage for, for what we're talking about. So that was game week 16, I think he played against them. And now he played against them already once this year. That game, 26 yards. Uh... With a touchdown. With so the touchdown. touchdown was the big thing. But again, 26 yards. So now he goes from that one with a touchdown to 27 yards in the last game. No touchdowns. He's not sniffed 50 yards except for four times on the season. 100-yard game. He's had one, one good, touchdown. He's had one good one game. One good game. He's had one good game. So what makes you think? Because here's we, the problem. Through t- 10 weeks, one good game. And, and they were awesome as a team through the first six weeks. And I understand the Raiders are not a great team. Okay. But the difference is, is what Keenan Allen's problem is, and this is what happens when we were talking to the answer, kind of correlate this back to that Facebook question. You're saying, what do you think about the wide receivers, these rookie wide receivers going forward? Well, part of the problem is when you really step up as a rookie wide receiver, and then if you become like Keenan Allen and vault yourself into now the team's number one wide receiver, you are facing the top defenders on every team and so now you're facing much better competition and he has not been able to take his game to that next level where he's able to to absorb it and he has a quarterback who's not going to force the ball into him just because he's Keenan Allen no I I, I, listen I I fully agree with you I, I definitely agree with you on that but one thing that I think that you can do against Oakland is quick passes. Mm. And I, I, I do believe that if you give Rivers just a tiny bit of time, a, a little bit of a, 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 a window, I think Keenan is the type of guy that can get open. It's not like he's not getting the targets. I right. mean, his last three games have been 10 targets, 13 targets, and 9 targets. God. All right, he's getting better, and he's working more into that offense. I think another bonus for him is if Brian Matthews comes back this week, they're going to have to pay attention to that run a little bit, and that's going to be a big thing. That may Brian be Matthews the biggest, is a big part of that offense. No, no, you, you just may have hit on it. That may have been the biggest thing on top of everything I said. You add that on top of it, that, that's a killer. They've, since Ryan Matthews has gone down, and he was running really well. You Last year he was running well, and he was running well this year. Then the thing that happens to him is always he got hurt, and then you got Donald Brown got hurt. And then you and had, Brown's just been sucking. And Danny yeah, Woodhead Danny got Woodhead. hurt. You had, everyone's been hurt. So you, they've had to go so far deep on the depth chart that, no, they don't have any, any running game to, to help alleviate the uh, pressure off of Keenan Allen. Been noticing a lot of people with uh, Gates trying to make these trades to get Gates. What's happening with Gates uh, moving forward for the rest of the season? Is he doing his usual 
starting the season incredibly hot and faltering off, or do you like what he can come up with over the course I, I, of the I don't the know how season. you can say he's faltering. I mean, okay, last week he had three catches for 28 yards, but I'm sorry, two weeks ago in their last game, but the entire team crapped the bed. Before that, he's got, uh, what is it, six touchdowns in his last four games? Yeah, I mean... I mean, yeah, he he does, but sounds terrible. Yeah, That's I terrible. Need, I, need, I, need, I, need, I need some of those terrible stats. Yeah, well, it was four, he had the touchdown at least four weeks in a row before last week, where he was only three for uh, three for twenty eight when they got destroyed by Miami. I mean, that was a fluke game, obviously. I mean, Miami. I don't want to say that Miami isn't what we thought they were, but I mean, that was a fluke game a little bit. Aren't Miami they, crushed the shit out of them. It, Miami is a cusp team, right? They are. They're, they're, they're the team that they're, 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 they are in every game. And they're heartbreak city. They lose every game on the last drive to 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 uh, Detroit last week. I think it was uh, who was it? Was it New England or some other game? They're they're in games and then they just they blow them at the end. I feel like they're the same way last year. The fact of the matter is that San Diego has lost three games in a row now. Three in a row from okay. being prime five, yeah, playoff five one. contender here. And like I said, through six games, they were awesome. Yeah, they were 5-1 through six games, lost three games in a row. Now they need to go back to what works. Keenan Allen works. Okay, they'll get some deep balls going to uh, Malcolm Floyd. Uh, They'll start to use Eddie Royal a little bit more. But they're going to get that precision, quick hit, uh, control that ball, control the offense, everything going. And that's why I believe that Keenan Allen will be okay. Awesome. Uh, Next game, Lions at the Cardinals, obviously. Who would have thought this would be a great game? This will be a great game. I would have. I mean, for the last, like, three years. Playoff potential, playoff NFC championship matchup. If I told you before the game, before the season, I got a a game for you in week 11. I got the Detroit Lions heading to the Arizona Cardinals, two division-leading teams. What do you think? It's hard to believe. Two, best records two of the, the best, two yeah, of the most two, winningest yeah. franchises in the history of the NFL. I think you're right. They're the two best records. What? I, that's right. That was my sarcasm. Okay. Uh, two of the most <laughs> winning franchises in the NFL: the Cardinals <laughs> and the Lions. Well, the one thing that's I swear they're gonna you know, what? Yeah. Out of me? Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking? What are you talking about, Willis? <laughs> I did good on that one. The one thing I'll say is this: uh, Cardinals. This is why you don't pay an old guy. And give him, uh, what do you get, $45 million? Uh, More than that, I think it was. Yeah. Was it 60 over three years? No, it was, no, it was, it was about 17. Yeah. It was like $17 million a year. Yeah. This is why there's no reason to give a guy that's already been banged up and injured uh, two or three games this year another 55, 53, whatever million dollars. Sorry to hear it. Carson Palmer, injured, ACL, done for the year. But... Why, if you're running a business, why do you need to give that guy the money? I don't know. Why don't you ask the, the Bears the same question why they gave Cutler all the money for the next three years as well? Well, they but did. But they did that offseason. True. They did that offseason. That's true. He was healthy when they gave him that this contract. Is true. Well, this as was Carson Baum was healthy, but he'd just been coming off an injury. And that was in a, season was Which was a bizarre injury, injury yeah. too. But I'm sorry, but he had six or seven games to get injured. It's just weird. weird. I don't understand why you give quarterbacks that aren't completely elite, that are over 30 years old, Guaranteed these type money. of contracts. Yeah, makes oh, no sense. It doesn't make sense. Although, it's all they have developed these contracts the that are basically almost pay-as-you-go. 
So, I mean, he'll get it guaranteed next year, and he should be back next year, but they don't have to pay him after that. And it's a pay-as-you-go type of thing. It's really not that huge of a deal. They won't be hamstrung by it. Uh, but was he, like, holding out or bummed out by anything? It's like, why do it in season? It just makes no sense. I agree. They should have waited. I think that it's the type of thing where they could have waited for quite a while. Tell him. Anyone who paid $50 for a cab certainly pay 75 Not necessarily. All right, 75 Close. I'm an attorney. Yeah. Charles Apollo, 50 75 Okay, fine. I'll pay you 75 All right, we'll get it to him. Listen, Arizona's going to have to pass the ball in this game. It's not going to be an easy running game, obviously. For either side. For either side, to be quite honest. And it's the mm-hmm. same thing for Detroit. They're going to have to pass the ball. Both teams are going to be having to pass the ball. Um, the game- I, can I say this? I cannot wait to watch. I really want to watch this game because I want to see now a healthy Megatron. Megatron. Who is coming back and God knows he knows about fantasy. and He knows about how his numbers are. He's a guy who normally catches a lot of two-touchdown games. And he had his 100 yards. And he had the touchdown last week, but he had only seven catches on 15 targets. Okay, this is not the type of production that he wants to have. Here's a prime matchup in a prime two top teams of the NFC. And who's he facing off against? Patrick Peterson. What did Patrick Peterson do last week? Uh, two or one interception. Pick six. Right. So He's coming back into, into shape. And correct. After being embarrassed in the first probably about five Weeks of the season, yeah, there were some really embarrassing games. Yeah. So, two guys now at the top of their game, each with something to prove, each playing on top level teams. You talk about a matchup. So this is where I say, as if you're a Calvin Johnson owner, I'm worried a little bit because I I know that Calvin's just going to go balls out and you know you own him, you're starting him, but know that it's and a Patrick Peterson who's playing at the top of his game right now too. So I think it's one of these games where I don't agree with that. To be honest, I don't <laughs> think he's playing. Yeah, he he he's actually not having a good season. Patrick no, no, he's, I'm saying he's not, but he's finally coming into form. He's, 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 what I'm saying. he's shaping up. Yeah, he's it's, shaping that's up. my whole shaping point. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's about are you are you playing your best football now? Both of these guys are at a point where it's like, all and right, it means a elite lot. versus elite. Neither of us have had our best season. Sure, no. right. This so is no, a here's nice matchup in that sense. So who wins? I think that they both win. Okay, mm-hmm. I think that Peterson gets a pick. I think he maybe knocks a ball or two away. I think I think Calvin Johnson scores at least one touchdown. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he scores two. You're Can I tell you who wins? He's going to do what Grimes did last week. Can I tell yeah. you who wins? Who's already been winning for the last five weeks? Golden Taint. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, oh my God. I was so friggin' wrong. You liked him. This, I did. This yeah. Yeah. You really did. I was so wrong I was about him. I didn't get him in any league either. How about that? I was middling on him. Um, I was wrong about him. I just didn't like him. I was right about Calvin, but I was not right about T. God, he's been just... Ooh. You know what? Yeah, he another 150 yard game. Talk about that. Like, think about, this, think about this with Golden Tate. Think about this. What, what he did last year, because again, he was their number one receiver. And so we talk about all these, all these guys like Keenan Allen. Okay, you can't handle the roles. Just, he did. And now he's the number two guy, and he's like... Whoa! Number is, two this works is, for me. He's like, I'll, I'm going to be like Ric Flair and go, Woo! <laughs> Woo! Feeling good. Ric Flair! Dude, the kid has 500 Nature yard boy. games in 500 yard games in nine games huh. and a 93 yard game. That was the season opener, right? And, yeah. and remember, remember how we were talking about Percy Harbin uh, bond from yeah. the Seahawks? So is Tate. 
Now all of a sudden they thought they could just get rid of all their talent, and now they are running, running, running. What would all you right. think? Are, what, what, what would you think is the fewest receptions Tate has had in the game? I'm six. Not, six. That's where I was going. That's five. Five. Okay. But he, that's heavy. That's still high. Still heavy. The way you phrased it. How many total? Yeah, had to go high. How many? Have you had any receptions on the year? On, on the year, he's. I mean, it's disgusting. It's sixty-six receptions already. His career high. That's in ten games? No, nine games. Nine games. Six career high. So he's on pace. He's on pace for like a hundred and sixteen. Set a career high in in That's yards a, as well. Oh my god! Nine hundred and nine yards. He's got nine oh nine already. Nine oh nine. Nine oh nine. Five hundred yard games. Five hundred yard games. Oh my god. Shoo. How I hope we had him high. Okay, I, did I hope we had him high in the preseason. Uh, I hope when when I was shooting him down, you guys came back and hung out and be like. Fuck Noonan. I didn't win. I didn't win on this one. Fuck Noonan on this one. I don't think I won on this one. I hope hope preseason we bumped him up a little bit when the Don Vanek got in his own or you guys got together. God damn, he's ridiculous. Can you name the three receivers with more receiving yards than him this year? There's only three. Demarius Thomas. Yes. Um, Jordy Nelson. No. No. He's Really? Really. Is it both on the same team? Is it Emmanuel? No. I will say um, both. Uh, Des Bryant. Uh, uh, no. Oh. Uh, uh, you want me? You want to hit both of them? Your uh, guys. Oh yeah, it's Julio. T.Y. Hilton. Julio. T.Y. Hilton and Julio. No, your guy. It's, it's his no. guy. Oh come on, guys. Best receiver in the Jeremy league. Jeremy Macklin. Right no, uh, best receiver in the league right now. I mean, I think it's Jordy Nelson. Uh, why can't I pull out who you want me to do that tell you? Hold on, hold on. on. You're not, Most you're dynamic, not... insane receiver in the league right now. Uh-huh. Had a bad game last week, strangely. Should have had an awesome game, but he had a bad game. Fumbled twice. Bro, oh, Antonio Brown. Duh. Jesus. Come on. Man. God Brown. damn it. That's not my guy, though. So you no, can that's your guy. You can feel his guy. He's, be, he's become my guy, but that's not historically. Yeah. He's legit. Oh, good grief. You play with your balls a lot. I do not play with my balls. <laughs> Larry Bird doesn't do as much ball handling in one night as you do in an hour. Are you trying to start a fight? No, I'm simply stating a fact, that's all. You fidget with your nuts a lot. You know what would make me happy? Have a couple of balls and an extra set of fingers? <laughs> <laughs> Larry Legend. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of balls and an extra set of fingers. <laughs> Good stuff. So can you believe that Golden Tate has more receptions and more yards than Jordy Nelson? Wow. And Julio Jones. <laughs> well, I can't and Julio Jones. And Des Bryant. And Des Bryant. And who are the other top? Who are the other Emmanuel top? Emmanuel Sanders, Macklin, Deshaun Jackson, whoever else you want to mention there. That's crazy. And I'm, I'm really amazed. That's the other guy I'll, I'll admit. I was wrong. I'm amazed how great Deshaun Jackson's done this year. Did not see that coming. I like, expected the regression, expected the accession, uh, extension. Here's what I've noticed a little bit. A little bit. Jerry Macklin going into that what, role. What you've done a little bit on this podcast, we've all done it. So I'm, but in this case, when you call a guy, after it calls and it works, you instantaneously, because you're our career year guy, think it can't be repeated. But we all do that. We all do. We all you know when we call something, we think, no. "Oh, there's no way that's going to sustain." Well, no, but, no, no, but we call, I called it, so it's, no, no, no. It's Here's not, what it is. Here's what it is. It's not going to happen. Sean Jackson's again. always been a troubled 
individual. Okay, he's not been a guy that's been a harmonious guy in a locker room. So you had that going for him. Number one, you had him going from also a career high of sixty-two catches before Chip Kelly got there to eighty-two catches. Okay, a a ridiculous jump in production for a guy. But the difference is what I'm saying is, and we talked about it. Was it last podcast or the, or the podcast before? He's the best deep threat in the game. It's ridiculous how great he is at just being the deep threat receiver. I don't know anyone that is just just better at just going deep and getting the long ball and making the catch and going. And but also a lot of those plays where he's done the great stuff with the deep. It's a deep post. It's not like it's this thing over beyond the deep. No, it's, it's a lot of this like catching it under and there's three guys converging. And you're like, guess what, guys? You guys couldn't even get me if this was touch football. Here's the other thing. Yeah. RG three, Kirk Cousins, Colt McCoy. Did it with all of them. Yeah, it's done it with all of them. Yeah, so that's, all, that's true. It's so all I can up. say is definitely much, much, much more respect. Granted. And I was the guy who was hiding him last I year. I think Kirk Cousins is still a top 15 quarterback in fantasy football this year. Isn't that crazy? He might be, actually. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you that right he's now. He's got like 140 points, though. You look at him, he, and he's done. His career with them is pretty much done. He's not How about that? And think about how much, how much they believe. Uh, 23rd. 23rd? I would say until two weeks ago. Games. In two weeks ago, he was, he, he was like a top sure. 15. Well, no, that was points per game. There you go. Well, let's see. But the, I'll, I'll I agree with you. I agree with you. And I agree with you. And the other thing is that, think about the Kirk Cousins thing. They, they blew the, they wasted it. They could have traded him for a second round pick. You could have gotten anything for him. And again, this is where, see, and this is where as a fan, you have to, Sometimes the moment and not go to a game and leave an empty seat for them to see it because you know what teams and ownerships make bad decisions for your organization all the time and if they're con- going to continue to do it and when you're sitting there going especially as the Bears I just have to go back to this and have the most colossal collapse uh, in eleven uh, games that you've seen uh, in your history part two then and and, and everyone <laughs> in everyone across the nation and everyone in Chicago is calling for it. And they won't do anything. Hey, Wes Walker, here. Let me let me hand you a pill. No, no. What I need, what I need, <laughs> I need more than a pill. You I need, need a blowjob from your girlfriend. No, I need heroin. I need heroin to make oh. me forget about this one. Really? Slap it up. I'm gonna stick this vein for the first time. Inject me with drugs. The first time. Injecting with drugs. First time. Yes. Audience. Right. Injecting audience. with drugs. This is the that is the biggest lie of Houdini's life. <laughs> bullshit. I like my weed, and I will I will stick with that. But I will, I'm, I'm 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 going with the segue, guys. Yeah. All right. It's who would you guys that. say has the most touchdowns out of all the wide receivers in the league this year? <laughs> who has the most touchdowns? Most touchdowns. Of As a wide receiver by two. He has two more touchdowns than anybody else in the entire league this year. And that's my segue into the next game, if that helps you. Yeah, Randall Cobb. Done. Randall Cobb has ten touchdowns this year. Jeez. That's two more than anybody else in the entire league. That's At wide receiver. And wide receiver. Who, uh, Julius has got How one. many does Jordan have? Yeah, obviously. Julius got 12 now? Jeez. But it doesn't matter. You're right. Jordan Nelson. That's why, the reason How I many does Jordy have? Yeah, Julius has 12. 
Jordy only has uh, eight. eight. Well, eight. I don't want to say only has yeah. eight, but he has eight. This is the one thing also that you have to realize, too, again, when we talk about power and numbers, when you talk about the Packers as a team who we're about to talk about right now. Success. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is a guy that, that, for whatever reason, you looked, okay, it was Jordy Nelson that had the 15. Yeah, James Jones had 14 or 15 touchdowns with them. Uh, it, it, it rotates, but there is usually two guys, and, and especially the way that. And how many does Devontae have? He's got six or five? Uh, Devontae. Uh, he's, he's got. Uh, am I overestimating him? I might be overestimating Devontae. But the, the point is, with Aaron Rodgers, there are so many touchdowns to go around, and there's going to always be one guy who's going to get at least 14 or 15, and then the next guy's getting 10, 11, and the next guy's getting about 7 or 8 by the time the season's over. That's a lot of touchdowns going around. That, that's, that's scoring either every week, every two weeks, or every, every other week. That's it's pretty always, good. It's always going to be that way. Devontae only has two touchdowns. It's only two. Okay. Yeah. Here's, the, here's the question I got. We know what's going to happen in the Packers. we we got to kind of move through these last three games. Uh, we got the Eagles are going to be at Lambeau. Let's start with the Packers with that Randall Cobb thing, but let's kind of breeze through there. What about Lacey? What we know, we know what you're getting out of Aaron. We know that the wide receivers are awesome. Lacey, what do you, what what do we expect in this game? And then let's move over quickly and talk about the Eagles because we've already talked about a lot of those players as well. But I, I like where we're going. But let's kind of hype up this I game. Why, I why, Speed before, up. before I'll let Dog kind of jump in. But I, I, are you not with me? This is going to be one of the best shootout games of the week. I when, we so. about, when we talk about when we talk about. The 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 the, it's uh, a game of the Cardinals week. and Lions, and you talk about the Bills and the Dolphins being these old muck it up games. Here's a modern <laughs> chuck it up game. I like muck it. it. I like muck it up. Muck it up. Yeah. I'm not convinced that Mark Sanchez and Philly can do this on the road in Lambeau the way that they just did against Carolina. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a different type of thing for them. I think the Packers end up destroying. Them. To be quite honest, I think it's going to end up being the Packers are on such a roll right now. It wouldn't shock me if they had points somewhere in the 40s and Philly ended up with like 21. I, I'm going to agree with you because I agree too because I think the big difference is when you look at, I'll give you Clay Matthews and Luke Keekley. Okay, here's, here's a real defensive minded way to look at this thing. Luke Keekley is the best in the league when it comes to shutting down running backs because he just sticks them in the glue, he hits the right gap, he's always there, and he shuts them down. What does Clay Matthews do? He disrupts quarterbacks. Yeah. That's what he's going to do to Mark Sanchez. Mark Sanchez is going to – and he gets in there so fast. And and, he, and, he, and the one other thing that Dom Capers does is he d- 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 uh, employs and deploys him all over the field. Yep. So he's coming from the middle. He lined up his middle linebacker, uh, inside linebacker last week. Then you're going to put him on the outside linebacker in flashes where that's where he does his ridiculous damage. Yep. The Philadelphia uh, offensive line is back to being better than it was at the beginning of the season. True. But they are still not one of the better offensive lines in the NFL. No. So... I'm telling you that you're probably going to see Clay Matthews is probably going to be getting at least two and a half to three sacks in this game. It wouldn't shock me in the slightest bit. Um, and Sanchez, as we all know, even though he didn't do it last game, it's very prone to turnovers. Mm-hmm. Um, Green Bay can cause those turnovers and make those turnovers turn into something big for them. Uh, it wouldn't shock me if Green Bay had a touchdown off one of those turnovers in this game. Uh, as, as far as Eddie Lacy goes, um, Philly doesn't allow a lot to the Bruisers. I'll tell you that right now. If you're going to do some damage, you better be able to catch a ball out of the backfield and do something with that. I could see Lacey maybe doing a little something. I don't see him being a dominator in this game. I don't see 
uh, LaShawn McCoy being a dominant in this game. Uh, the fact is that Green Bay is going to score so quickly and so readily that Philly's going to have to be passing the ball. I don't see McCoy doing a whole hell of a lot. I see Sproles maybe getting involved a little bit more. See, I, I, don't, I don't know that I can agree with that because, again, Sproles just does not get involved in the offense. Even, even though he had... Um, a bell, baby! You know, he, he, again, what do we say? He had three touches, <laughs> three touches total last week, but he had the punt return for the touchdown. That's why all of a sudden he looks like and a, a fancy stud. Well, I know. But, but, but he's still, he still away, just kind of working himself back from the yeah, injury a little bit. You know, it's a little bit. too many weeks of working himself back in. They just don't involve him in the offense enough. It's just, it's just not there. Regardless, not that, kind of, not that I can count on it consistently. You want me to pull it up? It's like it's scary when you look at what he's done as far as total touches because it's just not there. Let's not pull it up. Let's pull it out and go to the next. <laughs> go to the next. Game. No, no. Let's also <laughs> talk about let's talk about Jordan Matthews because we talked that we were going to talk about this also earlier in the podcast and. So he's emerging, right? You know, and, and Jordan Matthews, especially with uh, the fact that he broke out last week, but the week before there were signs of it. He had been targeted eleven times in the the week before. That was the most targets that he had seen on the season. So then after he comes out, uh, I'm sorry, that was two weeks ago, and then uh, that's what he said, uh, right? And and then and then uh, kind of a soft game, but he had the touchdown last week, and then he comes out this week, and boom. Riley Cooper was the guy who was starting, and if you, and I was watching intently because I needed. I told you I needed the three points in my league to win from him. Got that, and then didn't so. I tell you I thought that Jordan was going to have a good game, and he had a great game. You're like he's not going to get a touchdown. Well, because if you, if like, you I think he's going to get a touchdown. No, because if you looked at everything he had done on the whole season, he had never had uh, more than like, you know 60 yards on a season. He's he's he's, he's not been the big game threat. So here's what I'll tell you. Here's the difference, and now we know this more than ever. Look who dominated this game, and look at the fact that this is the first game with with, with Sanchez, yep. knowing you're the starter. Look at the two play the receivers and, and who do you think he's been throwing the ball squad. to? You. Literally five to ten thousand times since July fourth or whatever. Just absolutely, that's what happens. So now all of a sudden, Jordan has the rapport with him. He has the timing. That doesn't mean Macklin's not going to be great. doesn't mean that Ertz can't do anything. But for right now, as they move into this new era of, of, of Sanchez, and sorry if I stole your thunder no, there. No, it's all good. Thank you. But, but no, so, just, I couldn't get there. No, I, yeah. was, I was stammering. So just no you. question. I mean, you, you, <laughs> this is, these are the guys, second team, that have been throwing the ball together. Why, would you, why would you not... Get in the game, be like, "Wow, I've thrown you a lot of passes." Macklin's been throwing with false. Why, why, it's also why the are you guys surprised who, that Zach I mean, It's also the guys who run precise, quick patterns. Um, granted, somehow Sullivan got a couple of deep balls out of that one, but he's a, a quick, precise pattern runner, as as was uh, has been Matthews, yeah. a quick over the middle type pattern runner who can get open quickly. Where Matt, uh, where uh, Sanchez can see them and throw it to him. Last thing I want to say about um, Sproles, real quick. Yeah, yeah. His best game this year was obviously against at Indianapolis. It was a shootout. They needed somebody who can catch the ball in the backfield because that's exactly what you need to beat Indianapolis. It's a, this is a mirror game basically huh. at Green Bay at Indianapolis. Both potential shootouts. Uh, both away. Uh, b- both in a uh, hostile environment type places, um, both 
uh, both uh, Indianapolis and Green Bay have given up almost nearly exactly the same amount of points to running backs, fantasy-wise, as each other. Uh, this just seems to be the type of game where I know that McCoy isn't going to be able to get it going very much. They're gonna have to. They're gonna be playing catch up a little bit. That's what they were doing that first game against Indianapolis. I'm telling you, I think Sproles gets involved in this game. Also, I feel like Sproles is a perfect situation because he's coming off an injury. They've got a new quarterback. The whole scheme is new. It seems like a perfect thing, a mind fuck type of play where. It takes a lot of pressure off of Sanchez if Sproles is doing well, maybe more so than if McCoy is. All right, so I'm, I'm glad that you guys feel that way. I think the mind fuck is on you guys because the mind fuck is that <laughs> he scored the two touchdowns last week and everyone's going to go, oh, i got to get him in my lineup, and he's going to give you a fucking dud this week. He's going to fucking shit the bed. He's going to get four carries for seven yards. He's going to get three catches for 12 yards, and you're going to get nothing. You sound like a guy that just walked across the... Uh, the tarmac to get to that comment. Yeah, fucking give me my fucking roll call. <laughs> I fucking now. I do the fucking girly way. I'm fuck, fuck you. Yeah, that guy exactly. fucks you at the drive thru. I'm with you. <laughs> I love it. That's a movie. We, that is a movie. Lethal Weapon 2. Lethal Weapon 2. Lethal Weapon 2 with passion. Come on, come on, come on, come on. I got it. I got it. We got to move on. Whatever you want, Leo gets. Leo gets. Leo gets. Awesome. That's get good time. Leo gets. Get it. Get it. Whatever you want, okay, Leo okay. gets. Ah. All right. All right. Okay, okay. I'm the super. I'm the super. Enough with that. We're going <laughs> Sunday night football. Patriots, Colts. Yes. We're at two minutes. Uh, two two minutes. hours and thirty uh, minutes. Let's give this some love, and we'll, we'll we'll not give as much love to Monday night because obviously this is a. I mean, I'd, I'd say the last two games. Are the best games we've had all weekend. These are fantastic. This is the, the, the showdown of the two hottest quarterbacks in the game right now. Okay, you got Andrew Luck, who has thrown for over three hundred over three hundred yards. What uh, was it? Seven, uh, eight, eight of nine games has thrown for over three hundred and forty yards in seven of those nine games. Uh, is on fire. But even st- to be honest, let's be honest. At this yeah. point, with Luck. Stats don't even need to. It's kind of like Brady. You're not like. I mean, not Brady. It's kind of like uh, man. No, no, no. You're kind of like not even saying like. Yeah, no, I am because this. Look, this is a guy well, who always threw. He's almost already thrown for more yards than he threw for all of last season. Of course, he only threw for like 2,300. This was the luck that everyone was talking about was out there. We've never seen it. I know, I know. And I know. now this is the emergency. I'm so not is, trying to give you a hard time, know, but it, I'm saying from this point forward, I'm going to keep mentioning it every week because you want to know what. Next it's, year you won't. No, I won't. Because, okay. Next but, year's but a new this dog. year it's still remarkable. Brand He's doing day. it every single. Yeah, I love it. The, the, uh, <laughs> you like the staple it. singers. You like uh, it. I like that you remembered it. Yeah, I like it. It's amazing what he's doing. It doesn't matter who he's facing. It doesn't matter. You know, he's putting up these numbers every single week. So this it's is the best. It's, it's transcending football, and he's doing it now. We talk about Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. Yeah, well, they've been doing it for 14 years. This guy is doing it for the first. This is the first year where it's not about his legs and, and rushing. Tom Brady was doing it in a ball control offense for his he was first never five doing years. It like, and he was never doing it like this. Right. Manning was crap his first year and a half. Right, and then he was yeah. putting up these numbers. So now yeah. he's on the, the Manning. This guy's done it from day one. But look what Tom Brady. Tom Brady has been awesome over his last four games. Thirteen hundred and nine yards, sixteen touchdowns, one interception. You like those numbers? Throw for over 300 yards in, in three of those four games. Oh, by the way, one of many fantasy points that is? 130.3 fantasy points in the last four weeks. 
Well, that was Roethlisberger had that uh, I, indi- individually in two weeks. But I know, I know, I know. but, but uh, consistency no though. Consistency. There's no question. We la- we talked about it, laughed about it. I've been the benefactor of it. And now let me give this though: the Colts over the past two weeks have given up 871 yards passing to their to their two opponents. Wow. So now you go into this game, and and they've had a uh, they may have had a bye week to plan for Brady. But I don't know that that's really going to help what's kind of ailing them right now. The good news is they're playing at home where they're better. And on the flip side, I would say undeniably, and it isn't just because of Revis Island, the secondary of the New England Patriots is the best in the league. It is the reason why they're awesome. Their linebackers, their two best linebackers they drafted in the last three years are both out for the season. Um, Their secondary is other than Brady and the offensive attack and Good just bro- the, gr- the Gronk factor. They built their they, defense to their stop secondary, yeah, is and awesome. Teams like him. And that's why it's good. scary. That's why they're a scary team from the AFC and in the NFL. But we're talking fantasy football, but I, I don't know. I think this that's what makes this so exciting. Here's the one thing, though, I'll tell you, though. I'll give you this, because the, the Patriots have been amazing. But then they beat Peyton Manning. And, and let's say this. Bill Belichick always more beats than that. Peyton, always beats one game. Manning. Yeah. But let me just say this, though. Do you know who the next best quarterback that they have faced in fantasy football based on total points is on the season? Besides Manning? Yes. Someone not very good. Um, I'm going to go with... I don't even know their schedule. I don't know. Jay Cutler. (laughs) Cutler. (laughs) That's the best that they have faced. Okay, good point. Great point. Where do I shoot down my helicopter? Um, <laughs> I, got, I got one for you on that. I got one for you on that. Here's the Hi, thing. Hi, good morning, officer. Hi. Is there something I can help you with? What the hell are you driving here? We had a small fire last night, but we caught it in the nick of time. <laughs> you have any idea how fast you were going? Well, funnily enough, I was just talking to my friend about that. Our speedometer is melted, and as a result, it's very hard to say with any degree of accuracy exactly uh, how fast we were going. 78 miles an hour. 78, huh? Well, yeah, I could buy that, sure, I guess. Uh, you know, uh, you would know better than us, uh, especially since we got a melted speedometer. Do you feel this vehicle is safe for highway travel? <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, I really do. I, I, I believe that. I know it's not pretty to look at, but it'll get you where you want to go. Now, you got no outside mirror. No, we lost that. You have no functioning gauges. No, not a one. <laughs> However, the radio still works. As that may seem, with all this mess, that the radio is the only thing that's really working good, and it's as clear as a bell. Don't ask me how. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I got to take one moment. I know we're running long, and I've been rushing you guys, but I got a funny story that's very similar to that scene from that movie. The night that Cal Ripken got his Iron Man, me, Merlot, I don't know who else was, was a part of this, we're at... Woody's, I think it was called, which is out. It was like that restaurant over by Northbrook Court, Northbrook. Got hammered. I was driving. I'm not proud of this. I hope there's no. This is over 10 years ago, so there's no ex post facto that can happen here. <laughs> Got pulled over literally one block. Lake, right before Lake and Forest. One block from my house. Got pulled over. I was drunk. I used to do a lot of lawn mowing and gutter cleaning and all sorts of stuff that made my car totally smell like gas and oil. 
thank God. Got pulled over. Cop was up. like, what are you doing around here, son? I'm like, I drove the biggest shitbox ever of Mercury Marcour. It got rear-ended. We never fixed it. My daddy just like, we're not fixing it. It was held down by a bungee cord. He's, I'm like, yeah, I live a block away. He's like, yeah. Sure you do, buddy. Sure you do. I'm like, no, I swear to God, I'm literally one block from my house. I can see my bedroom from here. It's like, let me see your uh, license and registration. Gave it to him. The guy literally thought I was like not in the right place. Gave it to him. He's like, oh, you did it. Like, what the, what, the, what the hell is this thing? He's basically like, why does it smell like gas? I'm like, oh, I'm a, I do lawns. And he's like, shh. Fucking car smells terrible. He's like, all right, just get get home. Get home. I'm like, all right. I mean, it was DUI Central. <laughs> the booze on my breath from the Cal, the Cal Ripken Iron Man game. You remember the kid yeah, was oh, walking around. I was watching it. Literally should have gotten a DUI. Thank you, Wilmot Police. We'll take it. One block away. Gas of the lawnmowers and the blowers saved my DUI. Sir, do you think it's safe to be driving in a car that smells this much of gasoline? Uh, and I smoked cigarettes in that car all the time. <laughs> all the time. Your answer's supposed, answer supposed to be, yes, I do. I do. Can yes, I? I do. Other than the fact that I smoke cigarettes and I might fall off I always drive around the second. block. I'm always yeah. one block from my house. In this car. One, one, as far as you know, I'm always one block from my house. They called my car a I just tether know, car. I just I, called I, I along a long time. I drive a tether car. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to move on, but hold on. Dogmatica, I'm going to hold you to this to remind me next week's podcast. In this car, I drove with Matt Schmidt, and I think you know this story, to go visit you and Mike Dog, uh, Mike Spike uh, Jones, yeah. whose birthday it Absolutely. is today. Happy birthday again. We came and visited you guys at MSU in this car. That's right, And you've got to remind me <laughs> to tell next weekend another story of cops and this Mercury Marcour. And this one <laughs> is a doozy. Yep. Should have been in jail for about three days at least and pulled one off. Luckiness, holla for a dollar. Yes, sir. All right, good stuff. Let's what, uh, go last thing to wrap yeah, up yeah, this Colts no. Patriots game because there's, I mean, there's nothing to talk about. Fantasy goodness, you know, goodness here. Yeah. Um, one thing that the, the Colts do have on this Patriots defense is volume. They have four receivers that they can use and speed. I think you know they have they have Wayne, obviously the constant. They have Hilton with speed. They have Knicks and they have Moncrief. They also have two tight ends. They also have Bradshaw. There are so many weapons that I don't I, listen. That what they put together there in New England and is the lost awesome. running factor. Yeah, and they that's the scariest thing that opens up so much stuff. Exactly. Him going and grabbing that twenty, that fifteen yard run. I just don't, I don't know how you stop this Indianapolis offense very well. I mean, it can be stopped. I mean, there, there's been a, a time or two. I mean, not a time or two. I guess there's maybe <laughs> one time. I think that in his career a little bit. Uh, I mean, uh, luck was stopped for one touchdown against Baltimore. Baltimore had a really nice game against him. He was still 32 of 49, 312 yards and a touchdown. Ran for another one. So, I mean, you can't just fully stop him. But, I don't know. I mean, this is just, it's going to be a fun game. It's a Sunday night game. It's its going to be a dizzy. The question I've got is, if one of these teams has... Not even, let's say, let's say I'll ask. There's a few scenarios. Okay. If the Patriots just barely beat this team, 
I think right now everyone's thinking, wow, after what they did to the, the Broncos, Patriots are looking like probably the favorite out of the AFC. Not saying that that's correct, but just the, the, the league is very like what's happened lately. If, if, if the Patriots win this game by two points, are they, is that a, a, a sign that they can win the Super Bowl? On the flip side, if the Colts beat the Patriots, now are they the team to beat in the AFC? Here's how it works for me. <clears throat> this is so important. <laughs> I can't even my throat. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You look at this with the Broncos, the Patriots, and the Colts. Now, we already said they play each other. Now, these two are playing each other. And, uh, and earlier in the season, the Colts lost to the Broncos. At Denver by right. a touchdown. So now you could, if, if it works that... Um, the Colts end up beating the Patriots. That's the most more interesting aspect uh, of this. Yeah, yeah, for because sure. these guys are all vying for who gets home field advantage for the playoffs. And honestly, I think this year is probably the most important year for the AFC. If the Colts win, all three teams will have won at home. Correct. But also, then there's no clear advantage of head-to-head for there's anybody. There's no advantage there? Well, no, no. Then, then, it'll ranking. just be... It'll, it'll, it'll come, come out It'll come down to conference record if it comes down to a tie. Okay? So, they're all washed in that sense. There's no head-to-head clear advantage. But at the same time, that's why this game is so important. While you're in this stage of the season, whoever wins gets the leg up. And the Patriots, the ultimate leg up, if they get the win, to getting home field advantage in the playoffs. And that means everyone's got to go through snowy Foxborough. And we already see how snowy everything is. They already had snow last week. So, what's it going to be like in January? And if the Patriots dominate the Colts... That doesn't mean they've got this thing locked up. Doesn't mean they're going to be the Super Bowl no. from the AFC at all. But, the but Colts, if they do dominate the Colts, that means that they've dominated the two, the two best teams other than them in the AFC. And, and that's, that's, that, that's... And let's that's say this too. Who is this most important to? It's most important to Indianapolis. Here's a dome team. They don't want to go on the road to either of those two places. And if you have... The, you don't have a quarterback, but no Andrew Luck, he's, he's, as, as I've been bragging about him, yeah, he's young. when it comes to the playoffs, I don't trust him going on the road to win a game. I trust Tom Brady coming in and beating him on, on his home turf. So he needs to have that home field advantage. There's only so. two undefeated teams at home in the AFC. Denver and New England. There you go. There you go. It's awesome. All right. Love it. Monday night, Steelers at Titans. I don't feel like this should be too long of a game. Uh, for us to talk about Ben, still, I mean, let's not even start with Ben. Ben obviously was lighting up two weeks ago, let's get, let's get, three let's weeks ago, the... last week. But let's talk about. I mean, you already talked about him again, but let's talk about what's really been the change with the with the with the Steelers. And it's been. Oh, I was going to say let's 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 save the Steelers for last. Okay, go. Let's get go, the, let's go. get the, 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 I trust crap, the crap meat out of the way. We'll get it. Let's cut the fat off the off the. Go get and, it. And let's get let's get through the time. Metten, where's your fur burger or whatever? Talking about Metten burger. Okay, well, second this, team this, was this, in one of our mantras. Metten a double fur burger. <laughs> <laughs> what do we got to talk about? Here? Go ahead. I'll, I'll give you the double fur burger. <laughs> go for it. No, no. Go ahead. I want to give you the double. You want it? No. Get, yeah. Give it to me. So okay. Here's the thing. Back okay. in college, I wanted you guys to give me double fur burger. Now in college, yeah. everybody wanted the double fur burger. I mean, you couldn't you couldn't get better than that. So. I'm a big fan of a double fur burger. If you were you were you were styling if you did that. So he had his first road game. He goes out on the road, and we said it. He was not going to perform as well. He did not perform as well. 179 yards, a touchdown, an interception. 
and it's tough. You're a rookie, and you're and you're coming in. Now people are preparing for you, and and you don't have amazing weapons. You have Kendall Wright, who doesn't do that much. You have Justin Hunter, who is is trying to get there. You have a non-existent running game with Bishop Sankey and, and Sean Green. So you middling guys not giving you any type of major production. And Bishop Sankey looked good at the beginning of that game. Yeah, you know, and then all of a sudden he stopped getting the carries and they go to Sean Green. However, so, Green fumbled, then he gets then benched, he goes back in, uh, and, and Dexter McCluster gets injured. So it's going to go all the way back to Sankey. I understand right. it does, but the they're still is, talking about Sankey well, can't the get third down carries. Yeah. Yeah. Really, but the problem is it uh, has to come back to that. That's my point. Why does it have to come back to that? He was looking good. The very first drive of the game, the first carry was a ten yard run. Yeah. Build on that. They didn't build on that. No. And and this offense, so when you look at it, I don't like Tennessee for, for anything that they're doing right now. I, I can't feel consistent and, and confident in any of those players to give me consistent points. Let me give you one moment and I'll go back to you. I yeah. read something today. Justin Hunter has played this season. 94 percent of the snaps. That's scary. Yeah. How, how is that 90, possible? And, and, and he's he gets he averages like 10, two targets, not 10, two targets or a game. Two, no, 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 is no, it no, two, no. Catches? two catches? Two catches. Two catches. Fine. Two catches. Long a game. yards per catch. This is a guy that's playing every fucking down, and he's a guy that's a second year player that's got talent. The people. And just cannot get this. It's, this offense needs. It's the same situation as is with like a Cordell Patterson. They play a lot of snaps. It's just they uh, they can't seem to get open right. enough for the quarterback to be confident enough to throw it to him. Is which that is too bad. Are because both of those two no, guys. It's, it's also based on the quarterback. Because think about this: for Aaron Rodgers, what it takes for you to get open, these guys are open. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers would be hitting them. Aaron Rodgers would be hitting these guys. Wall. These guys would be studs right now. Studs. These, and it, it's yeah. the same thing with Martavis Bryant. Right. I'll right. tell you right now. Yeah. Martin 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 Martin. Yeah. yeah. If he was Martin, on, he if he was on the Titans, he'd be doing the same thing as he'd be the Justin worst. Exactly. I love yes. Justin uh, Hunter. He'd be was Justin on Hunter. the Steelers right now. He he'd would be have exactly Bryant. what right. Brian has, in, and if more. not more. Yeah. And more for Great sure. point. Great point. And as long as we go to the Steelers, let's talk about the Steelers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know why, why we need to talk much more about the Titans, but the Steelers. No, we don't. There's no one in the Titans that are over the fiftieth. Ranked fantasy player. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Listen, we, we don't like those guys. I like those guys too. We we know and we've talked about and I know I've talked about and well we can always talk about and we will continue to talk about for the next few years. Star Wars in the league. Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> Listen, the guy can and does put up good fantasy points, really good fantasy points, a lot better than you think. And he's a player that you should have on your fantasy team when you start the year. He's a great backup to have, and he'll give you great games throughout the area. He always gives you at least a couple of awesome games every single year. What happened against the but Jets? But he hits the speed bumps. <laughs> he does that more often than others as well. It just happens that way. Um, Do, you blame to his head. Do you blame Beaver? Um, I <laughs> You know what I'm talking about. I know, of course. You know what I'm talking ben about? Ben Roethlisberger, yeah, I said, don't blame it on Justin. We just wanted a picture. <laughs> and now, here's the other With, uh, As Hawks fans, the, he's, uh, he's standing on, on the, the Hawks, on, I know. on the carpet no of the Hawks, looking at the cup, and just... Do you know what, what I know something funny? Very funny? Is the fact that me, Jake Roadhouse, and I think Nathan Wagner in seventh grade, we egged... Amy Hobart's house in the daylight with like literally about 75 eggs. Got caught obviously because <laughs> the family's looking at us throwing the eggs at the house. 
Bieber just got um, uh, sued and is well, obviously paid eighty thousand dollars. I guess last weekend he in daylight egged egged a house, and they were looking at him like Justin Bieber's egging our house. I guess we're. Uh, I don't, gonna I, call I, the cops I don't know, I don't know how he thinks he's gonna get away with this. Eighty thousand wow. dollars in damages. He's, he's agreed to pay. Move on. Sorry, but, I just got brought back to. Seventh grade. But here's the other thing. They just wanted to get a picture with Bieber. Why did they want a picture with Bieber? They're older than Bieber. They don't have they don't have daughters. I, I heard a, 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 a thing on the radio, like a CBS fan is like, um, these guys, they just said they really wanted to get a picture with Bieber. Why? Do they have their, so their teenage daughters, they can show the picture to their teenage daughters? Oh, wait a minute. No, the Steelers have teenage daughters. So why the hell do they care about Bieber? He's a famous guy, dude. It's weird. Uh, famous it's weird. for being a douche. Uh, he's famous. Le'Veon Bell is going to be able to run. Roethlisberger is going to be able to get a little bit back on track. He's not going to have a six touchdown game. It's going to he'll have a couple touchdowns. He'll have you know 250, 300 yards. He'll have a pretty decent game. But I wouldn't expect him to go back to. So the, you like Le'Veon? I do like Le'Veon this you game. You know who I love? Absolutely. They've really gotten away from him. They've gotten away from the run over the last three games. It has, it, it, well, he's had to pass the ball. This is a team you, you run know, on, though. You run on, on Tennessee. Nice. I like it. I'll yeah, tell you, the other, here's the other guy. You, a team that you run on. That's and here's the other guy. I, I'll tell you what. When we talk about Martavis Bryant, whatever, no. Not Martavis Bryant this week. It's Antonio Brown. And I'll tell you why. This because is, he's the best wide receiver in the game right now. And because he had the worst game of his season. He had the fumble and he had the muff punt. Okay. And he didn't score a touchdown. He only had was it seven catches with seventy four or eighty four yards that he had in the game. I don't yeah, know. the two fumbles. The two yeah, fumbles. Yeah. So just epically bad. Big Ben knows, and if this team, this team does have aspirations for playoffs. Okay, yeah. so who is the main guy that you have got to make sure that is confident if you're the quarterback going the rest of the way? It's Antonio Brown. I don't need to placate or do anything for Martavis Bryant or whatever. These guys are rookies. They will take my table scraps. I am going to feed the ball and get... I need Antonio Brown to be the Antonio Brown he was being the, every other game before that. I need to get him not thinking about the two fumbles he had last week. So I expect him... I will not be surprised. Like on the first drive, if they're able to have like a... Let's say they get a 10 or 12 play drive. Seven to eight of those passes are going to Antonio Brown. Yeah. I think they do want to get him rolling. I agree. And it, you know, when you pass it so much over the middle and get some good, quick, sure stuff to him, it will open the long ball. And it wouldn't shock me if Martavis got another touchdown this game, one long one or something like that. It's not going to be the two touchdown game or anything like that, 143 yards like he had last week. But it wouldn't shock me if he had a, a pretty decent. I, I mean, I, I look at this and I say Pittsburgh probably wins this game by 20 points. And I look at it on paper and you say, okay, well, the way that they should do it, the, the method to that is going to be by running the ball against them. But again, I think it's what makes your team tick. They know what Le'Veon Bell can do. Le'Veon Bell feels confident. But I, I, with receivers, you never know. And Roethlisberger knows because he's had San Antonio Holmes. He's had Plastico Burris. He's had a litany of weird-ass wide receivers. So Antonio Brown is the best receiver he's ever had. Well, yeah, Antonio Brown. And he's going to make sure that he feels good going forward. Yeah, with Antonio uh, Brown, there's no question. Every time I've had a uh, a muffed cunt, I've really had a hard time getting it going. Yeah. Speaking of which, I know, I know, I know that you, I know that you don't like South Park. I, I, I'll tell you what, I know that you don't like South Park. But when I was having dinner tonight, I was watching, I was watching the South Park episode from two weeks ago called The Magic Bush, which is about drones that like the kids use a drone and think of and like. And they get a picture of a... Well, just tell them. Let me just tell you. 
You need to see this episode. I know that you hate the South Park. I'm not going to see it. I'm going to tell I you what, I will never though. see it. You will, if I just showed you clips, you will be on the floor laughing. I, I believe it. Believe you it. and Maltz. Me and my partner oh. Maltz. We'll watch that show together. Here's the last thing I'm going to say. We talked about it earlier in, in roundabout ways. Dogmatica. Eighth overall fantasy pros on the season. That's Pyromaniac. 20th overall this Damn. week. Week 10. Or last week. Week 10. That's 20th. Out of what? 131 we said? 131. Awesome. Alright. We've got... This podcast is yet another example of... We have... We missed one week, I think, on our podcast... And we re this week and the, or not this year we missed one week. Oh, uh, doing uh, on a weekly, and I think we made up with it with like three podcasts. Maybe we missed two. We had to push no, two we're back. On, we're on pace. over the season. Oh. I'm not talking about regular season. I'm talking about on the year. No, no, 2014. There were yeah, two. Yeah, there no, were two. The whole year. We made up. We're, we're on pace. Oh, I'm not, oh, I know we're ahead of it. We made up with three of them. Yeah. I'm saying what we're doing is like nothing else. We've been having. Um, we love it. We yeah. We this is a labor of love. It's unbelievable. To be honest, have we've been, been having we've been having people reaching out to us and really the important things. Really impressed with what we're doing. Things are starting to head in the right direction for us. We've been doing this for three or four seasons now. We're doing this every week. People are always, we know that you listeners love us and appreciate all that we give you and this this fantasy goo. And other people are like, how do you do this? You've got full-time jobs. Where do you find the time to, to do a three-hour podcast every friggin' week? And do write-ups and do your weekly articles and do everything else that we do and, and be active on Facebook like you are and everything else. Just uh, in general, general that's the reason why we do, do it is because we are... It, our it, goal it's what we do. Our goal is to be a household name. We're great. Everything that we do is great. It's passion. We've cut out all the stuff that was making us ungreat. So we do a handful of things that are great. We don't do a ton of things that are mediocre. We love you for listening to us. Fantasy Football Fire, Pyro Podcast, Dogmatica. Keep it up. You're at eight. Just get, just keep, let's oh, find working my way. Get up, this boy. thing, we want to be fucking number one. Yeah. We're taking number one. To, all right? As, as John Lennon said, we want to be number one. We are taking this to the toppermost of the poppermost. There you go. Last thing, totally forgot. Um, holy cow, completely forgot. We talked about it early in the podcast. Um, I will have the strength of schedule out for the rest of the season within the next day. Awesome. Uh, awesome. Uh, now, that'll be sick. We're going to close this thing out here. We got the Temptations are coming back. The perfect song, because you're you're sitting here and we have we have taken you away from this. But I'm gonna we're gonna play Ball of Confusion, my favorite song ever by the Temptations. Not released on any album, by the way. Released as a single. Released by this is a, a Motown group, the Temptations. So by the way, when you hear the harmonica on this, oh, that's Stevie Wonder. Alright? Yeah. So baby. just just get under and understand that. So, while you're in this ball of confusion of fantasy, we are here to make it crystal clear for you. Guys, we got some games left to go. Listen to us. Check out Dogmatica's player rankings. We're doing awesome pickups. We're doing awesome Dog, uh, Houdini's Bitch Lap Part 2, which is an awesome friggin' piece going on. We're just crushing it. We love you so much. Fire it up. 
Hallelujah. And look for us, especially in those fantasy playoffs. We're going to win you your championships. Avoid those month cups. <laughs> Since the inspectors never let 